this week on the program. Is this the last episode before the end of the American democracy? I guess we'll find out. It's my fellow Americans. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. My fellow Siska. Grace Carter. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning into the show this fine day here. Uh, we are, of course, chatting about the comic masterpiece. No, we're talking about <laughs> my fellow Americans from fucking, uh, what was it, 1996. That's mm-hmm. it. Uh, directed, of course, by Peter Siegel. Uh, who's, yes. who's apparently trash, according to James Garner. You ask James Garner <laughs> from Beyond the Grave or Jack <laughs> Lemon Beyond the Grave, they'll tell you. Yeah, there was a weird quote on, I think it was on, um, I saw it on uh, Wikipedia, and he said that uh, in his memoirs, Gardner wrote that he enjoyed working with Lemon, but felt like the director was a self-appointed genius who didn't know his ass from from second base, and Jack and I both knew it. And I just like I like not using hole in the ground. I like using throwing in a baseball term right there, real well, quick. Absolutely, yeah. yeah that's that's sixty and up language right there. <laughs> Home base, all that stuff. Well, so much of this movie, and I mean, I guess on set they also unofficially referred to this movie as grumpy old presidents because sure. like, uh, you don't say. Yeah, I mean, but that's you know, it was it's in that the fucking mania behind crass old men yucking it up on screen you know because on top of uh you know the the grumpy old meniverse you have this movie you have them doing fucking out to sea you have the mm-hmm. two of them doing two count them two odd couple movies like we love well, the, these they, old bastards swearing well the the first odd couple movie they were middle-aged men and the second one is that that's what that was part of this craze. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I get you're you're totally right. I, I was yeah, like, yeah, is yeah. There, was there an odd couple three that I was unaware of? No, I was just <laughs> I was I think been. just kind of conflating yes, some yeah. of these movies because they do sort of run together. I forget the fact that that first odd couple movies are uh, like, what the seventies. Yes. So yeah. what? You don't think they'd elect me president? You got to get that fuck Garner. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, what the fuck? Where, where is he? Is my question. He was sick. <laughs> Apparently, he was yeah. sick. If you, uh, that's on the Tribune trivia. He was supposed to do it once they cast Jack Lemon. It was supposed to be another one of these grumpy, literally grumpy old presidents. And Mathau was ill. Grumpy Old Man is a movie that I loved so fucking dearly as a child that I haven't seen in 20 years. I've seen it a hundred times. Well, it's, it gives you those like expectations in life, though, like, oh, Kevin Pollack can get Daryl Hannah? <laughs> yep. Well, then I'm doing all right. <laughs> I could have a house. I could live in a house. <laughs> Well, that, that, that touches on why I actually think it's better that Garner's here, because, like, let, let's be honest here. Garner, I believe, is a fuck machine. 
Sure, Matt Thou yes. as a fuck machine, I'd have some trouble. I'd have yeah, to get- hey, honey, I'm about to go on my book tour, but I figured I'd fucking slither on up to you and get it wet first. Oh. Let me lie about my vasectomy again. <laughs> Oh, what, you're 26 years old? You definitely want to fuck me, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's all gummy down there, but I'll just t- tie a twig to it to make it hard for oh you. Oh, my God. Uh, before anyone hits pause, I'm going to hit play real quick. Yeah. Coming soon to theaters. It's the VHS trailer game. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. America's favorite game show around obsolete materials. Mm-hmm. It, it is back and better than ever, guys, we've got four trailers tonight. You know, Ooh. Steve, this has gotten so popular, you could call it the Jame of Thrones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I am your game movie, master, movie, Endor. Movie, J- movie, 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 movie. Yeah, yeah, dude, Jame of Thrones now with 60% fatter tits. <laughs> instead of castles popping up, it's all those rotten old boxes you find deteriorating. <laughs> Yes, um, I am your game master and or mm-hmm. game master, Stephen Sadek. I do want to say, just because uh, Andrew uh, mentioned the de- decline, the possible decline of American democracy at the top of this, these episodes run about 90 minutes to two hours. If you haven't voted yet and it's the election day, let's just all go together. Let's, why, why don't you yeah, get mm-hmm. up? Let's all just take the whole gang with you to the voting place. Take us with, you know, if you got kids with you and whatnot, well, you know, attempt to keep it clean here and there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, tell them it's for the good of democracy. Um, so this is the VHS trailer <laughs> game. Uh, it is a, it is a, a game wherein I give the guys five clues to get one of the trail, uh, to guess a trailer that uh, I'm trying to describe uh, that was on my VHS that I watched with my fellow Americans. It came out in 1996 uh, on last night. Um, so just and the winner of the uh, of the whole season will get a cameo of their choice. They'll be able to use the We Hate Movies uh, slush fund to pay a celebrity to debase themselves for our benefit. Now I'm really bummed that James Garner's dead, dude, because I tell you what, he'd be saying some filthy shit on Cameo. (laughs) Former President James Garner here for We Hate Movies or (laughs) something. Uh, Your uh, cousin uh, paid me to read the entire transcript of the Tommy Lee Jones and Pamela Anderson sex tape, so let's start here. (laughs) Oh, it looks really nice and big. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Mm. Tommy Lee Jones? (laughs) Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Okay, let me read the uh, transcript of the Tommy Lee Jones sex tape. Uh, Jack, 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 Jack. It just goes on like this for like 17 pages. If uh, I'm gonna be let's get to the fucking game. Here we go. Uh, just yeah. an FYI. Oh, um, shit. Right. I got Andrew- to get into the zone real quick. We got to do the hand raise, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's yeah. right. And I have to look at that, too. <laughs> yeah, look at that screen, dude. Otherwise, uh, this shit is rigged. The uh, The score, as it is right now, Andrew and Eric are tied at 10 points apiece. Uh, Chris is in the lead with 13 points. Mm-hmm. And the guests who are on the board have five points. If there's as as these goes go on, we'll have guests on more. The guests aren't guys, the guests aren't gonna win, but we're just gonna have fun with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like it's, the guests are like voting third party. Exactly. They're the Gary Johnsons. Or I don't even know who the mm-hmm. fuck's running third party these days. Uh, you know what? Let's not look it up because who could care? <laughs> At this, on this exact day, Steve, I could not care less. Um, future President Kanye West. <laughs> oh, oh that's right. Yes. You know, there hasn't been much news made of it because I mean, look at the state of the country. But Willem Dafoe is actually running for third party candidate right now. <laughs> you, know, you know what? That's, that's a, that would become a tricky situation than the voting 
recording booth for me. <laughs> oh, Defoe. <laughs> Say, look at me, President Defoe. Um, we got to watch the State of the Union tonight. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna do the whole monologue from the lighthouse. Medicare for all. How about Defoe for all? <laughs> I would vote for a Defoe for all platform. My goodness. Welcome back, Dr. Defoe. <laughs> Uh, you know, I uh, we're sorry about all these uh, about the uh, the recent attack on the base. What I say to my constituents: Avenge me! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so round one. <clears throat> Everybody ready? Any any questions from the audience? Uh, talk out loud in your voting place if you want to. Sure. Okay. Get on uh, with your jam. Uh, okay. Round one: The game master's clue. This film arguably destroyed the career of a celebrated director that we lost this year. Uh, that is Andrew. Uh, oh, fuck my face. I oh, just... I don't know that movie. No, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that oh, counts. No, it doesn't. Uh, That's it, behind are... the saloon doors. <laughs> are we? All right, let me. All right, let me do this. Uh, Batman and Robin. He's correct. Yes. Five oh, points. Nice. Yes. R.I.P.D. Joel Schumacher. By the way, one of the greats. So that's Andrew gets five points there. Um, my set, the re, the Tribune trivia, uh, which I think would have thrown everybody off, is wrestler Jeep Swenson died two months after the film's release. Who oh, the he hell? plays Bane, right? He does yeah, indeed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's weird. He died like no one treats Jeep Swenson like fucking uh, Heath Ledger, man. You know what I mean? He played a Batman villain. He got so into the role, he died. You're absolutely right, dude. He fucking died for his art just like anybody else. <laughs> but because that movie had fucking tits on Batman's suit. Nobody remembers that Jeep well, Swenson lost his life to this art. It's also the name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He yeah. also died on the Olsen twins' couch, which was weird because they were like nine years old. Yeah. A little strange. <laughs> um, all right. Everywhere he's... you look, <laughs> there's Bane on my couch. He died <laughs> of a heart attack, baby. <clears throat> uh -huh. Round two. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, the Game Master's Clue. Ba -ba -da -da. A road trip movie featuring a tabloid reporter and the fantastical star of the story he's reporting on. <gasps> uh, Chris Cabin. Is that Michael? That is Michael for five points. Look at this. Wait, is this this is that Ooh. angel movie? That's that angel movie, Ooh, yes. Uh it's sucks. William Hurt is a <laughs> <laughs> also very true. Uh -huh. uh, uh, William Hurt is a what do you call it? There is a uh, is a is a tabloid reporter, and he's riding around with the Archangel Michael. Yeah, yep. which is John Travolta. Now, I w I totally forgot the fucking reporting angle of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wait a second. He's the Archangel Michael. Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh. He but he I, beat the devil in like arm wrestling or some shit. Round three. Uh, <clears throat> a star-studded black comedy that's based on a cult trading guard series. And uh, killed most of its main cast. Ooh, that is Eric Siska. Mm, uh, now I think maybe I got this wrong. Uh, clue? Uh, that is incorrect. Yes, that's too early. It's too early. Yeah. Okay, yeah, anyone clue else? Clue was like 85 or something. <clears throat> could you repeat that question? I can. By the way, uh, just because it never happens, there's four more clues I could give as well. Oh, so. damn it. Uh, but Eric is now out for this round, but he can come back in the next one. <clears throat> Uh, the Game Master's Clue, a star-studded black comedy that is based on a cult trading card series and killed off most of its main cast. Ooh. 1996. Mm. 1996 killed off its main cast card game. Magic the Gathering. <laughs> <clears throat> this one is deliciously worded to trick you a little bit just because you wouldn't know. You probably wouldn't know it was a card game. I see. 
Hmm. I got nothing here. All right. We're going to go on to the Tribune <clears throat> trivia. Uh, only Chris and Andrew can answer. Eric can go fuck himself for three Whoa. minutes. Whoa. <laughs> right. uh, oh, this is nice. <laughs> uh, but just <laughs> mute yourself before you start. Please, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I definitely have muted my video now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. The, the audio. What? Oh, okay. The whole thing, dude. We need the whole thing to go on lockdown. All right. <clears throat> During the normal, this is the Tribune trivia. During uh -huh. the nor, and this is now for four points. During the normal Warner Brothers uh, uh, logo screen, a spaceship is shown uh, in the crosses the sky. Uh, I've got Andrew Jupin. Uh, are we talking Mars attacks? It's Mars attacks for four Whoa. points. Ah, wait, wait, that was a me card? doing. Look at me doing good at something. That was a card game. That was a card game, I guess. Wow, I had no idea. The the tagline would have gotten you closer, which is you know "Yikes, what? they've landed." I think oh, the whole sure. card game element, the whole game element. I think that was another one of your Jane Masters <laughs> fucking tricks. It is. Look, <laughs> definitely is. Some of these need to be a little trickier, or else we're. I'll never re read tribute trivia. That's true. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so now, all right, so now Eric is back. Uh, he can stop playing with himself. Yeah, put it back, dude. All right, whoa, 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 whoa. all right, there it is. <laughs> the shoes should be on the floor again, not up uh, over your ankle or your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. The final. All right, let me un. Okay, so this is the final trailer. This is. I I need to get this one. Yeah. You do need to get. You want you want to stay relevant here, Eric. Um, the game master's clue. Hmm. On the trailer, one critic misleadingly called this movie Twister at 36,000 feet. Anyone want to guess at Twister Ooh. at oh. 36,000 feet? I've got Chris Cabin first. Is that turbulence? Wow, look at that. <sighs> oh, I was going to say it. I couldn't think of you, the you, word, you though. You know what I was going to say? I was going to say Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> Um, by the way, MGM pulled trailers from theaters and temporarily uh, suspended the marketing campaign after the crash of TWA Flight 800. Good idea. Yeah, not a, not a bad but, idea at all. By the way, uh, stay tuned. That movie is wild. There's like multiple turbulence movies, though. Is there? I only know <laughs> really? the one. Because I, I believe, I think out there in the universe somewhere, and I'm doing this without the use of the internet right now, there's a movie called Turbulence 3 Heavy Metal. Wow, so there's a whole, like, Turby franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, the, that's right. They made two uh, sequels to it, even though it didn't do very well. Yeah, what the hell? I what did it do well on home video? I, that makes no sense. It might have done well on home, but yeah, Turbulence 3, Heavy Metal, here it is. I can't believe I know that because I've never that? seen that movie. That third movie came out in 2003, hmm. and you are you are looking at, <clears throat> build on this DVD cover, Joe Mantegna, Craig Sheffer, Gabrielle Anwar, and Rutger Hauer. Nice. Oh, wow. Hauer power. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a serial killer, blah, 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 in a plane. Uh, so... Uh, just a little recap here. Andrew has moved up into a firm second place with 19 points. Sick. Eric has uh, stayed at third, is now in third place with 10 points. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to bottom out. I know it. I know the <laughs> fucking guests are going to do better than me. Um, Chris Cavan <laughs> is in the lead with 23 points. Unbelievable. That's right. All right. That's an insurmountable. Just give it to him. <laughs> no, no. There's there's I, a whole we're we're ending this in August, Eric. There's plenty of time for you to come back. And I mean I didn't even have a chance to like, you know, research and cheat this time. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking totally had a sneaking suspicion you were rotten. Now wait a second though. I'm looking up 
now I'm just looking up the Turbulence movies. And really quickly, this will help me out, you guys. What year did Double Jeopardy come out? 99, I believe. <clears throat> 99. Okay, give me two seconds because I got something here that may force us to start watching these movies. <laughs> you know what, dude? You will have to force me. <laughs> Is it the uh, Tommy Lee Jones sex tape? You think it's a connected universe? <laughs> no, I don't think it's a connected universe other than I believe... Yeah, now we're talking. How about this, you guys? In Turbulence 2, colon, Fear of Flying, one of the top billed actors in the film... The guy who played Egg Lawyer. Oh, oh wow. Really? The Egg Lawyer shows up. <laughs> Jay Brazo uh, in this movie. Yeah. Jay wow. Brazo merch on the We Hate Movies uh, <laughs> T Public page, by the way. Well, yeah, for legal right. reasons, it's actually a, a fictional character we created called the Egg Lawyer that has <laughs> no way his likeness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Also, that dude Craig Sheffer is in the second movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you can tell the fucking deterioration from the first movie into these sequels because this first movie you're looking at ray liotta lauren holly brendan gleason hector elizondo jeffrey demun is in this it's, movie it's quite something wow it's fucking stacked as hell now i want to watch turbulence you really should <laughs> well, let's really just do a that time. instead why yeah. don't we do like a live commentary now you don't need to be in line for a while. <laughs> That's right. You can listen to us watch a movie yeah. while you wait to exercise your fucking end, civic duty. The back end of this episode will be my fellow Americans. Now, now ask your pollsters <laughs> to turn off CNN and put on Turbulence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. they, they, they'll probably be able to find it on, on their... Uh, they probably have an Apple TV there, right? Come on. <laughs> Oh, man, I got to tell you, it's always a sad time in the episode when we got to wrap up the VHS it's, trailer game, but there you go. That is it. Whoosh us out of here. I don't know if we wish out. We probably don't. <laughs> I don't think we wish out. Okay. Um, but we uh, obviously were a little strategic, of course, placing this episode where it uh, has landed, especially because, and I didn't remember this, the movie starts with the uh, like um, news report people audio, and we're told that uh, James Garner... Uh, has participated in the most vicious presidential race in American politics. Uh, at that time, FYI. Yeah. <laughs> at that time, let's, indeed. Let's, well, uh, actually, we should. We're, we're, we would be remiss if we didn't say what theme month we were doing. My God. Oh, my God. I can't even fucking believe it. Steve Sadak, take it away. It is Brim's Giving for Ooh. November. Yes. It is the a, a whole month dedicated to our uh, our patron saint, our dear good friend, the recently deceased Wilford Brimley. We lost him uh, August of this year. Yep. And, uh, you know, I have to say, when we were in the, the early goings here of We Hate Movies, you know, we did some uh, Wilfred Brimley uh, titles. Mainly, the, the big one, I think, was, of course, uh, Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. Right. We also Hard did Target. Uh, yeah, Hard Target and Cocoon. Cocoon, that's right. We also did, uh, which one was the live show? Was that Cocoon 2 or was that Cocoon? That was Cocoon, colon, The Return. Yes. Jay Master, is that worth anything? <laughs> no, that's a, you know what, dude? I, I can't be given points after I hang it up, man. Ooh. I just can't. Yeah, and stop, already... and please stop calling me at 11 o'clock oh, at night. Oh, I see. Okay, you're citing Bush v. Gore to stop the vote. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You know... If you go back, <clears throat> listen to our episode on Ghosts Can't Do It, uh, which was also released right before the last presidential election. I'm curious how cocky we sound then versus right now, which I think right now we kind of sound realistically and appropriately terrified. Yeah, or, or ass, or every asshole is clenched. Yeah. I couldn't get nothing uh, up there right I, now, uh, dude. Nah, nah, my asshole's nice and breezy. 
really? <laughs> right. my, the wind's, right? wind's coming in and out of my asshole fine. Did it, did it give out? <laughs> no, it, it, no, I just I stretched it, Eric. I stretched it for a long time. Good gravy. <laughs> I mean, cause cabin, dude. I couldn't get a fucking toothpick up there right now. <laughs> I, I, I understand that, and I, I I appreciate that. But also, no, there's wind coming up my ass. Okay, so, so it's it's, fl- it's fluttering in the breeze like the American flag. Yes, there we Patri- go. A very patriotic asshole. Okay. We- <laughs> We get, I think I called an uncle of mine that one time, actually. Uh-huh. A very patriotic <laughs> asshole. Uh, so this movie starts with, like, you see how both James Garner and Jack Lemmon ascend to the presidency. Well, real quick. Oh, the, sure. Go right ahead. The yeah. Warner Brothers logo has, like, that presidential, like, marching bandy music. Dun, 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 dun. We stole this shit from, uh, 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 oh, what's the Eastwood movie? It's Clear and Present Danger. Yeah. I feel like that maybe is where this started. Like presidential, like marching yes. shit. It's just, I don't need it. I don't. I mean, all of this like fucking presidential fanfare in this movie. You could eat my shit. But like th- that's like this is very like joyful. Like oh, the presidents. Eh, eh, don't we like presidents? Everybody like in clear present danger of Patriot Games. It's like funeral marches for Kennedy. Like <laughs> it was like yeah. it was, like very solemn taps like kind of shit. I want. Speaking of, I want the president in the in what in this movie to be the dude from. I think it's clear in present danger where he goes. Uh, he's like, "Don't be coming into my office like some junkyard dog." Yep. <laughs> that dude from oh, the thing. That, yeah. Yes, yeah. that is in clear and present danger. Yep. Totally. Uh, is he's not the same president in Patriot Games? Also, is no. He? I'm not even sure if you see the president I, in Patriot I, Games. It's yeah. It's been a long time for me for that, both of those movies. Actually, I, talking about trailers, man. I remember. Like, don't you talk to me like I'm a yard yard dog. I'm the president of the United States. Oh, dude. It's, I've, never, I've never seen that movie, and I remember that line. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Great movie. By the way, uh, A-plus hangover movie. One of the best. Ooh. It's a Dan for noon, for sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was, oh, yeah. Thank Boy. you, Steve. Oh. When we eventually get our deal with TNT or wherever, <laughs> where we're do, we're hosting Dad yep. for Noons, where we're fucking grilling burgers, drinking the champagne of beers, and talking about movies that will gently rock you to sleep at 4 o'clock in the afternoon... Clear and present danger in Patriot Games have to be fucking up there. Season one of the Dad for Noon hosting. Yes, ability. and no, this is not a joke. Uh, all TV networks, serious inquiries only. Mm. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Yep. We have quite a fan base that would increase your subscriptions and, substantially. And, and we're rebranding here, folks. We're going yeah. from hangover movies to Dad for Noons. Okay? <laughs> yeah, we're we're growing up work. a little bit. We're trying uh, to work yes. with you. Yes, I'm 100% clean comedy now. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Family I'm waiting friendly. for about five minutes until you say come. <laughs> come again? <laughs> I mean, I'm still five a profane seconds. alcoholic, but, you know. So I, the, the last time was the first time I've, ever, time I've ever seen this movie, FYI. Wow. The movie we're talking about. Uh, really? How did you... First of all, this is shocking because you kept going on and on about he, you were such a fucking uh, grumpy old men head. No math how, out, no, no money, dude. That's the way I play the game. <laughs> Is that true, though? Did you look at this movie and you were like, well, Walter Matthau's not in it, so I don't care. I think literally I did. I mean, I don't, I don't remember specifically spurting this film, but I was like, I don't know, man. It's not Walter Matthau. So, like, eh. why the fuck is Maverick in my movie? <laughs> Dude, in my house, I'll tell you, it did not matter. We rented this movie and I think finally bit the bullet and just bought the VHS I realized last night, or yesterday afternoon, actually, when I was watching this, I haven't seen it in years. And I think I said on Saw 2, I'd seen it, like, no less than 10 times or something. That number has to be higher because I was in my head just playing the movie as it was playing. (laughs) Yeah. 
That was for every me too. fucking joke. You know, every plot turn. I was like, yep, there it is. There it's I remembered like them talking to that homeless family in the car. And she's like, because of your policy, President fucking Matt Douglas, we lost our job. Like, I remembered all of this shit. I couldn't even believe it. This, this was, of course, part of the Will Cab and uh, Columbia House uh, plunder. Oh, uh, really? Your dad stole this tape, this, huh? This was part of one of his little deals and scams he had going on. <laughs> Chris, and, uh, this may be entered into evidence. Be careful. <laughs> okay. Uh, Finally, someone's admitting it. My fa- Let's get him, my, my, my father, Gil Cabin. Um, <laughs> this is a joke, satire, and parody. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, so I saw this like hundreds of times. This one was hundreds. on. Hundreds. This was yeah. on all the time. We just watched it repeatedly. This I don't is know. so weird because like, I feel like I've got, for once, the normal experience with the movie. I probably saw this maybe two or three times. Yeah. Just on TV. I mean, it's fascinating what movies will take hold to a family, yeah. and in such weird ways, too. I feel like we watched it as a family a few times and everything, but I have like very vivid memories of myself and my younger sister just watching this movie repeatedly. Can I like, say I, something? I kept wanting to text her during the movie, like, you fucking remember when President Jack <laughs> Lemon yada yada, and she'd be like, no, get a fucking life. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's the thing. is like, these were fun old man movies, and where have they gone? The closest yes. we have is the mule. <laughs> that's well, not very fun either. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. is Now they all have to be action stars. Yeah. yeah like, you can't, they can't just be funny old guys. Like, Liam Neeson should be talking about his fucking limp dick and running around <sighs> but, like having we, a dumb but, old caper. But do I mean I agree with you, but also though, let's not forget two previous episodes, yes. I think. This is where for, I was uh, gonna go. Bad grandpa and whatever that Michael Caine fucking mm. bank robbery oh, dude. Yeah. Dirty grandpa style. and going in style. Oh, dirty grandpa. What the fuck's oh bad grandpa is the Johnny Knoxville yes. thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dirty grandpa and go- wow, going in style, Steve. Excellent poll. I could not have told you. You had a gun to my head right now. <laughs> I feel like I don't know, man. I know it's fucking Alan Arkins in it, maybe. I guess Zach Braff directed that movie. Yes, is did. that right? Yep. You're right. Holy horseshit. So but those are more in the lines of like the crew. Remember that with Burt Reynolds? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Him, Peter Fox in that movie, I think. Yep. So like that's always been a bad path, man. But like, mm-hmm. I guess because Walter and Matthew, uh, Walter and Matthew, and Jack <laughs> and Lemon, um, <laughs> were amazing in those movies. And Gardner's fine here, but like, they have such serious like comedic chemistry as old men. It's just hard to find these days. I, I agree. I mean, I, I want to, and plus, the, uh, specifically, I guess Dirty Grandpa's a little closer to this movie, somewhat. But I want a like a more family. Fr- I don't want him to like jerking off in the movie. I want like no and family and other- friendly. I want somebody to call somebody a piece of crap. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like that's, that's as dirty as I want my fucking grandpa movie to get. Like the exchange in this movie that <clears throat> man I have remembered to this day. And when I heard her say the line, I almost traveled through time. But Lauren Bacall and Jack Lemmon. So Jack Lemmon. Uh, and Lauren Bacall are married in this movie, and he's like, oh, geez, you know, I can't get the freaking, you know, and she goes like, (laughs) she's like, oh, please, you know, honey, if you're going to say the F word, go all the way or go for the gold, you know, and I was like, that's right. Like this, this was that kind of movie. Everybody's a son of a bitch, uh-huh. you know, or it's a friggin' that, or a sob, or a goddamn, you know. But it's not like De Niro being like, "Yeah, Zach Efron, I'm fucking jerking off." <laughs> I, I think I got it. Who could nail this? If you just have the humility to play like a dumb old man, like 
Jack Lemon <laughs> took to it like a duck in water yeah. is Schwarzenegger. Ooh. Oh, sure. He's got when, the comedy chops to no, do it. Does. But, but there's a certain frailty to Lemon, too, that Schwarzenegger yeah. would never do. Like, he could never yeah. pull that off. He's he got to own do that. up to all those heart surgeries and just like, yeah, I'm an old fuck now. Do that we have right. an update I, on I Arnold, by the way? Well, I think he's doing okay. What's wrong with him? He's fine. Well, he had, he literally had heart surgery like fucking three days ago. Oh, did he really? I missed that. Yeah, yeah. dude. Um, he had some, yeah, I have to another valve replaced <laughs> or some fucking thing. He claims so, to be fine, which we are, hopefully We're pulling for you, Arnold. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. this movie, by the way, so it starts off like, yeah, it, it's the it's just some random talking head saying, you know, the most vicious and blah, 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 presidential race of all time. So Jack Lemon and uh, VP Dan Aykroyd win that one. Yes. Four Correct. years. Four years later, um, uh, James Gardner and nameless v- and nothing VP win that one. Mm-hmm. And then three years. And then four years after that, right? Because yes. Yeah. Uh, here comes Dan Aykroyd back at the at the top of the ticket with John Hurd. Yep. So like as when, a very Dan Quayle VP, and now three years after that is where this movie takes place. This is a totally new history. Like I don't know when, when was any of this supposed to well, happen. Well, I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll but, tell you exactly because I, I had a lot of thought about this last night. It's a it's a universe in where George H W Bush and Bill Clinton never became president because the timeline totally works that way. And they mention Ronald Reagan in the movie and she, Bush. They, that's the thing is Bacall mentions Bush at some point. She's like, oh, don't oh, be like George does Bush. She? Yeah. Yes, well, 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 well. He well. was a VP. Yeah, he was VP with Reagan. Sure, okay. All right. Yeah, I guess so. Like it's 88 through now ish. Or I guess now if it's 88, then this is actually taking place in an alternate year 2000 but, of some but, kind. But that's the thing is like John Hurt is really clearly Dan Quayle. Like, yes, so absolutely. like Dan Aykroyd yeah. would have to be Bush. Like that but just, I, I that's think, the only thing no, that makes sense. I think that John Hurd is like a it's just a gag, like stupid vice president. We had just come off of having a stupid vice president with Quail. But I think if you look at it though, like if it's if uh Herbert Walker never takes office and that's the one term deal, and then you get to James Garner would have been like the Clinton comparison, and he is the fuck machine. Yeah. And right. he has a one term deal. So it's a it's a world where Instead of Clinton getting two terms, he's a one-term deal, and Got then it. here comes Dan Aykroyd. We could also it. like put Lemon in Carter's position, maybe because I feel like he's played a little older in this, and he's got and he seems more they lovable, also, but they, he's a Republican. But they also uh, name check Carter. They do that. The Carter oh, really? was president. Carter, okay. Garner he talks, talks about, about Carter. Yeah. Like, oh, Carter's done so well, you know, uh, after he left the office doing Habitat for Humanity okay, so and yada, I, yada. I, I guess it is an alternate 2000. Yes, because, and also, like, this movie comes out in 96, um, so this is, like, right at the, the Gore, I'm sorry, the Clinton, uh, what do you call it there, Dole election, yep. which is just sort of, like, the most milk toast election in American history. So we're able to have a little bit of fun with it, I guess, when, is the idea. When the specter of having trouble with erections is a problem with you, if that's your like oh. your great political uh, 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 remembrance. Is, is this an ad read right now? Or? No. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm Bob Dole, and I'm here for uh, what's it, hymns. You know, when he fucking endorsed Trump, like whenever it was, Chelsea and I were shocked to our bones that Bob Dole is still alive. Same. <laughs> We, I couldn't, I believe, couldn't it. believe it. He looks like a ghost. <laughs> like, he looks so dead, it's amazing. You know, I gotta wonder then, dude, if we're gonna get some fucking phony votes from dead people like Bob Dole. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, my um, Bob Dole and my forest ghosts definitely endorses <laughs> President Trump. 
<laughs> oh my god, I can't get my Force Ghost fingers through my fucking electronic voting machine. Oh uh, no. Uh, uh, did you hear about the, uh, you know, they're always talking about Don Jr. Did you ever hear about the Biden with the Biden? Biden? <laughs> my, you know, dude, he's, he's, he's he seriously, with... he's like the fucking grandfather in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's insane. <laughs> My force ghost dick don't work. <laughs> All right. Somebody cut their thumb and stick it in Dole's mouth. We need a fucking sound bite. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Resurrect, resurrect Grandpa Dole. He was always the best with holding the pen. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, like, that, that's our backstory. So, now, Dan Aykroyd is finally president with John Hurd as VP. We cut to Jack Lemon doing... Like hawking um, some sort of insurance thing. It's, it's like a Japanese insurance firm or something. LOL Japanese joke but, here. But it's not even hawking. Like he's there to do a ceremony to give an award to yes. a, a, an employee. Yeah, well, but I, he, he, you wind up realizing he's hawking for it, though, dude, because when, when they're oh, at yeah, that yeah. golf tournament, he's wearing the fucking windbreaker with the name of the insurance company on it. And, and <laughs> I mean, and that shows you how corrupt America is, right? And they, in fact, even later on in the, uh, in the uh, movie, they talk about, like, oh, you profited off the office as well. And it's like, right. man, I, I, it's so quaint. To think giving speeches to fucking insurance groups is profiting oh, off the office. Compared profiting to off the office when you're not in office anymore. To, to think of a time when a controversy was you dancing with a fucking panda. <laughs> and Jack Lemmon's having a lot of fun in this movie, I think. And he's oh, very funny. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I, th I think the thing is Garner's way out of his element, sadly. Like, I just don't think he's very funny. Like, no. Really? Interesting. That's where I'm at. I uh, just, okay. He I'm, seems a little stiff. I feel like yeah. he's someone like he's funny in the way that I mean, I think Burt Reynolds is genuinely funny, but in the way that like my shit don't stink and it kind of rubs yep. me wrong with Gardner more. Yes. I, yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying. Like, definitely not known for comedy for sure. More of like a you see him at like a family barbecue and it's like, oh, Grandpa Gardner over there, he's going to bust your balls. Don't worry about but it. He was also never really like Lemon and Mathau were like real leads. And like yes. Garner was to a lesser degree. But like what I remember him most for is like The Great Escape where he's just part of the gang. Right. Like, yeah, I, but I don't remember like, like big movies where he's the lead. Well, he was a TV star, right? Back yes. in the day. Yeah. But like, yeah, but that he had the western, and then what was the cop show he was Rockford on? Was, Files, Rockford yes, Files, Rockford yep. Files, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I have to say, I don't know how many James Garner movies I've seen. To be totally honest with yeah. you, I mean, um, this Space Cowboys, I definitely saw. Uh, <laughs> previous episode, the big ones are The Great Escape. And, Never saw it. And the Americanization of Emily, which is really good. Well, also, of course, of course, 1984's Tank. Also. <laughs> Where, uh, he's Very like important. a weird, he's a weird, like, dude that gets a tank and drives it around his I shitty believe, town. Yeah, you know what, Eric? I have seen Tank because I just, <laughs> I had to fucking dust off the cobwebs in the back of my brain. But that's a movie. It may have been a Chris Cabin cupcake situation, and yeah. then let's watch Tank yeah. in Astoria. I think that's right, because I think that's probably where I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I was really like selling it up, like, we're watching Tank tonight. Because is, is George Kennedy in that movie? Oh, uh, I don't remember. I think okay. I missed Tank, and you guys were talking it up for months. <laughs> we were oh, dude, months. you missed Tank the other day, dude. You missed Tank. Because I... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what, Steve? You did miss Tank, all right? Yeah. It was a great time the, between three buddies. <laughs> the last time I think he was big was The Notebook. Oh, that I saw right. That's the last cried time. horribly yeah. in the theater. All right, you want to talk about Tank's uh, cast? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this we'll is going to be a four-hour Is it episode. a no on George Kennedy? <laughs> is it a no on George Kennedy? See Thomas Howell's in it. James okay. Cromwell is in it. Oh, I might have been thinking of the Crom. Yeah, I think you were thinking of the Crom. So that happens. Gardner is like, and, and it's, I mean, it's funny because this is before all the, I mean, some Clinton allegations were there. Like, this is more Jennifer Flowers territory, but not quite Monica Lewinsky. So he's like yeah. a Lothario and it's cute, I guess, is the idea. Is yeah. It's him and. Well, there were plenty of people that liked that Bill Clinton oh, sure. fucked around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gardner is fucking his book editor. Played yes. by the, the great uh, Mark Helgenberger. Dude, how about this? I could not find Marg Helgenberger credited on the IMDb anywhere for this movie. That's super weird. It's her. I'm, she I'm got not, it not erased. I mean, is it? Or maybe because I'm... I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, because they he says her name at one point, so I was like, okay, remember the character's name and scroll through. Yes, I didn't see Marg Helgenberger anywhere. She's not. She's listed alphabetically at the very bottom, uncredited. Oh really? Oh, Joanna wow. as Joanna. I'm just looking at it right now. She, oh, she couldn't okay. be. She couldn't bear to be uh, being cast aside, Dan Aykroyd. Well, because it's in, just in letters <laughs> like that. I mean, come on, that's forever. It's, it's a thankless role where, like, you know, because you have the whole lemon scene, and you cut to Gardner, and she's just like, "Wow, that was incredible." And he's like, "Yeah, I know it was, sweetheart." And he's like putting on his old man boxer shorts, and you're trying not to throw up. <laughs> Dude, you, I wish you saw his butt cheeks in this movie. It would be fucking great. Mm. I love that. Can you walk, honey? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of having a hard time, actually. <laughs> you see his flab ass go by the camera. <laughs> gotta tell you. Grampy Shagger! Grampy <laughs> Shaggers, you gotta look out for them. Oh, before you go, here's a Werther's original. <laughs> <laughs> for my, your troubles. Ah, <laughs> uh, my dear, can I interest you in an insurer? <laughs> um, yeah, I was, you know, also, oh, the relationship was going well, but for my birthday, he got me a $50 check inside of a card. <laughs> that wasn't very romantic at all. Um, I gotta tell you, though, I mean, between this and Species, you know, a mid to late 90s Mark Helgenberger, not too shabby. Not at all. I, and yeah, she's his book editor, and, you know, basically she's like, he's like, so what do you think of my books? Like, I like the sex better or whatever. And basically, like, the idea is he never did anything as a president, I guess. Oh, can you imagine just blissfully living <laughs> yeah. through a lame duck president? Fucking Christ Almighty, would that be nice? Yeah. It was like, and it was that line that I was like, what a fantasy this movie is. <laughs> Um and and, basi- and like basically like he comes down and like he has given the Secret Service the slip at some point which Dude, is the Secret Service is made to look terrible in this movie yes <laughs> they're they're totally inept with keeping watch of like a president they're you know assigned to protect. I- and then later, some of them are crooked. I, I want, like, the Keystone Cops movie about the Secret Service in this movie. Like, let me see it from the <laughs> other side. Uh, These just, guys are humiliated at every turn. Bumbling morons. A network of bumbling yeah. morons trying to keep hold of fucking 80-year-old James Garner. <laughs> well, they, you know, they've always bumbled things. I could think to one November day in 1963. <laughs> your, your, your favorite day, yes. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think he even said, who says, oh, why don't you go watch In the Line of Fire again? And I'm like, that line sucks. And and that's, I, I, so I think it's poorly. a Garner. I yeah. think it's a Garner yeah. joke. Yeah. Uh, so, like, they get word that someone has died and President Dan Aykroyd calls in on, uh, I guess it's Jack Lemon to attend the funeral. But then also uh, James Garner is asked to go. 
as well as like democratic representation for whoever this person is. Yeah, I think because doesn't Brimley ask him to be like the DNC's guy there? Uh, yes. yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're totally right. Um, so like we get. The nice scene of the two of them meeting on Air Force One is kind of funny because James Garner walks in like, hello, baby, daddy's home. And then, like, I think for the only time in his career, Jack Lemmon gets to do a fucking my shit don't stink chair turnaround. (laughs) (laughs) And he's already on the plane first, like, hello, James Garner. Well, Mr. Abad, I believe you'll find escapes pretty impossible right now. Uh, Okay. Exactly. Oh, oh uh, Jesus. Okay, Kramer, you're here. I was going to, you know, I said, baby, I was here to fuck the plane again. Uh, I, I <laughs> oh, like fucking it, the plane. Mr. Bond, I want you to die, okay? I just want you to die. Oh, That's geez, what I want you to do. If you could just die at some point, that would be really great. I got a lot of corporate sponsors that are breathing down my neck about it. Here it is. It's a Walt, It's Walter Matthau as Bond, and it's another Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau. Oh, that's an adorable yeah, film. Yeah. Oh, get ready to perish, Mr. Bond. <laughs> You know, instead of the, the martini with the shaking and what have you, let me just get scotch in an old boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care if someone's worn it. Bond, come back alive. Well, you got it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so they, like, attend this funeral, and it's a lot of, like, hilarious, uh, you know, hilarious, like, uh, <laughs> you know, funeral conversation about, like, who did you fuck here and there, like, while you're in office. Yeah, and you find out that James, and again, like this is, a, I think, a huge story is that James Garner's in the middle of getting a divorce, and like, I don't think yes. I, can, I can't imagine, I can't remember ever a president, an ex-president, getting divorced after after the fact, right? Oh, nah, not that that I can recall, like in in modern yes presidencies. I mean, for sure. all you have to do is poison him. Mm-hmm. I'm right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it happened with Nixon and Ford. Well, if it was with fucking died? Nixon, man, what was Pat waiting so long for? <laughs> Christ Almighty! I watch. Uh, it's a good time to remind the audience that once again, I watched the Nixon funeral in full on CNN back in whenever that was, well, like '94. You, you loved him, the big guy. <laughs> yeah, the big, <laughs> yeah, the big guy. guy. <laughs> loved the well, big guy. He looked sweaty at the debate and the funeral. <laughs> yeah, that was a sweaty ass corpse. Yep. This is uh, we oh, cut, go ahead. Steve. Oh no! So we cut in to Bradley Whitford and um, is like the chief of staff to Dan Aykroyd. This is before the funeral, or whatever. And he's just like, Sir Olympia is coming to light, and he's like, Well, we can't let that happen. And then like, I'll take care of it, sir. Yeah, I have to say it's it's once again totally weird uh, seeing Bradley Whitford be crooked in the White House while also playing uh, Josh on the West Wing for so long, where he's definitely not crooked it's just hilarious how much like association in his career bradley whitford has with playing someone who works in the white house bureaucrats in general is bradley whitford's thing like even in parks and rec he's like a bureaucrat right do you you think aaron sorkin was blowing rails watching my fellow americans and found found his muse kind of no no doubt about it got it (laughs) yeah i gotta go through the canada (laughs) Ah, <laughs> oh, the presidential <laughs> dramas and comedies. Oh, all right. Ooh. Ah. Um. So you know, yeah. So Dan Aykroyd's like, "Well, you better take care of that, Bradley Whitford." <laughs> I heard there's a ghost in this Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly, dude. I'm getting a blowjob from Honest Abe. I, 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 I. Oh my God! And Mary Todd came in and caught us, but oh, she's cool with it. <laughs> Uh, Can you cuck a woman, especially if a woman's a ghost? 
Yep. I'm fucking the state pup marshmallow man. <laughs> I always dreamed about fucking him when I was a little kid, playing on the shores of Camp Aconda. It's just uh, so soft. Oh, yeah, dude. Cushion so, for the pushing. So fucking finally, uh, we cut to like some sort of fundraiser party dealy, and here comes Will Ford Brimley sauntering into this movie. He's greeting people at this party. He's shaking hands. Oh, how you doing? Goddamn, what? Thanks for coming to this fundraiser. Like, he comes in mm-hmm. with such joy. It's amazing to see him. It's like, you know, the Moses parting the sea when he comes into a crowd. Yeah, dude. Everybody's like, holy fucking shit. Uh, there's the head of the DNC. Uh, that's the part that's like, hold on. Now, make, uh, make sure you get some of the crudite. It's uh, going quick. <laughs> oh, goddamn, what? There's nothing left but the raw broccoli. <laughs> Raw broccoli. Well, that's what happens with broccoli in a crudite, dude. Well, yeah. Could you um, uh, waddle your little your little buns into the the kitchen? Find me another deviled egg. I I know it's there. I know it's there. Look, I got an important ass policy meeting in about fifteen minutes, and if I don't get at least a half dozen more deviled <laughs> eggs down this gullet, it's going to be a real I, policy problem in there. Goddamn! Well, I know it has a fancy Italian name, but if you could get me some more of that fancy bacon wrapped shrimp. Uh, I would really appreciate it. Or the fancy fancy bacon with the melon. I love that. I absolutely love it. I love the idea that like the White House is a secret reserve of deviled eggs or something. In case of emergency. Absolutely. If you don't it, you just leave them out in case you run out too quickly is the idea. Listen, dude, I think deviled eggs are also the ultimate universal peacemaker. Like, you have two conflicting parties, like, in some sort of, like, really high-tension discussion, and you're like, hey, folks, why don't we take a quick break, and uh, while we uh, let cooler heads prevail, hopefully, how about some deviled eggs? Oh, I, to- I totally see this. You bring together people who are allergic to eggs and people who aren't allergic <laughs> to eggs. You bring them together, and one whole side dies. We're all good. Egg Look- allergy, is that a real thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mich- yeah. Kill me dead. Yeah. Mikhail, may I remind you, the deviled <laughs> eggs are on the way. Can you tear down that wall, please? Uh, Mr. President, this is nothing but egg and mayonnaise. <laughs> There's no, no paprika on top? You don't have no you, any you, paprika on top? Dude, you need the paprika. That's totally right, Kevin. Great call. Anytime I see a paprika-less deviled egg, you can fucking get right yeah, out of here. go fuck yourself. Garnish that shit up. Because I know that that person making those deviled eggs doesn't know what they're doing. That's why Reagan and Russia never got along, because he fucking hated paprika. You know, uh, I'm sorry that I threw up all over you, Premier of China, but uh, to make a deal a little sweeter for you, how about some uh, famous White House deviled eggs? Junior, bring out the deviled eggs. Oh, man, what do you mean you got no more deviled eggs left? They're going to impeach me now. Oh, man, I told you to keep a stash for Ken Starr. No, I didn't tell you to give me deviled eggs. I meant get me the devil. <laughs> well, uh, some folks like having a meeting without deviled eggs. And uh, I feel bad for them because I'm a guy who likes to have a meeting with some deviled eggs on the table. Hey, Poppy, what are eggs? <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to make a good president, boy, if you don't know about the deviled eggs. Got to buck up on your deviled egg knowledge, boy. <laughs> Oh, Poppy, I bought a bunch of mustard and eggs. Is this how you do it? 
That's another good call, though. You need you need a little bit of yellow mustard in there. One of the only times in my life I will tolerate yellow mustard. Okay, here's the score. We bombed them Cambodian Laos, of course, with <laughs> deviled eggs. <laughs> oh, yes. They will not take a two-megaton bomb filled with deviled eggs. Well, I'll tell you, fellas, I prefer a deviled peanut <laughs> to a deviled egg any day. little paprika and mayonnaise on a peanut. Pretty good. Yeah, I have no time for deviled eggs. <laughs> Era, my head is broken like a shell of an egg. Oh, Lord. Uh, so we also meet Celia Ward at this point. She is She's playing Kay, a TV news reporter. Celia Ward, who's doing her best to be in this movie, but uh, mm-hmm. the movie doesn't let her be in the movie. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this. Like, Celia Ward wasn't really a name at the time. Oh, sure not. You know, what was that big ass TV show she had? Oh, God. The Practice? No. I'm was that it? Up right now. Well, there, uh, w- there was one being at some point, and then it split in two, and it was Seal Award and Gene Triplehorn. <laughs> That's a good call, yes. dude. That's a real one actor was taking work away from the other one. They look identical. It really, it, like, basic <laughs> extinct. I was sure Seal Award was in it. The she whole was time. on a TV show called Sisters uh, for about four, five years. Uh, I believe it's like probably in the 90s. Yes, here. and then uh, once and again, another one. Then she did, had her okay. house run, and yeah, I mean, like, yeah, she just. I mean, I think she's good, but I mean, like, she's just not in this movie. And like at at the end of the movie, someone's like, "Should we call Seal Award?" And somebody's like, "No, we shouldn't." And that's kind of <laughs> it. She does get. I mean, she's in the last scene of the movie, sure. barely. But she, yeah, she she goes up to Jack Lemon and says. I know about a scandal called Olympia, wherein you took lunch with somebody and you got a kickback. Right, exactly. Uh, it was some sort of like defense contractor, is the idea. Um, and you know, Lemon is sitting there. He, he has a line like, "Who stands to benefit from framing me?" And there is, it is a great shot. I feel of the doors opening up and Dan Aykroyd like proudly, cockily walking into the room. I've always liked this Dan Aykroyd entrance for whatever reason. It's uh, it's it, it, it goes all the way to the top pretty immediately. Yeah, no, right away. It's a thing where Dan Aykroyd totally knows, like what you know. He's like, oh yeah, that thing. Mm, oh, that probably will fuck me. Oh man, I hope I, I, because I didn't really pay attention to what the like. I knew it was a kickback, but I didn't really pay attention to what it was for, other than like defense. But I was like, oh man, Seal Award. If it has anything to do with Provasic, just leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it alone. <laughs> your, your fucking you, poor husband. Just, just leave, leave it alone. The hilarious thing about this fucking movie is all hinges on, like, a scandal taking down a presidency, which we all know now is fictional. Yes, it, it, right. that never happens. Those don't happen. Uh, so, we, you know, I mean, whatever. We can move, move ahead here a little bit. Um, you know, Lemon is now, like, trying to figure out who did it so he's kind of like trying to sniff out clues and everything there's a golf tournament scene well um uh, brimley does put um garner on it he's like listen you if you want to get in on this presidential ticket you've got to seal the deal with this scandal and it's like what like, oh. so he's, he has to play detective and then he can run for president and the party will back him yeah it's yeah that's a weird like we're gonna send this ex-president on a sort of spy like 
fact finding mission. Also, you're gonna you're gonna run a guy who lost. Yes, exactly. Like, what are you talking about? Like that. I I just want Brimley to be like like holding in a laugh a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, we'll absolutely be running you again. With oh my god. Oh yeah, god damn it. This will definitely uh, secure you the nomination. Let's forget about things like primaries and whatnot. <laughs> You'll definitely yeah yeah just kind of spy on us for a little bit. God damn it. Debbie yeah, Wasserman great. Brimley. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm just picturing Wilfred Brimley with her fucking hair, and I'm I'm getting freaked out. Listen, if you uh, here, here's the deal: if you say uh, that you're gonna find, if you find out about Dan Aykroyd's secret dealings, we'll make sure Buttigieg and Klobuchar drop out at the exact same time. <laughs> Goddamn! <we'll... laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no. uh, there's the, the you know the golf scene is not much to mention because it's a lot of just like swinging dick kind of things. But there is a weird moment where John Hurd goes to golf and the fucking golf ball hits a dude in the head, and it's a whole thing where like the dude he winds up hitting is a black gentleman, oh and he's got this awkward like. Well, it's thank God it's a sport your people aren't good at, and and then it gets into like country club admission stuff, and it's like yeah, I don't know, I don't know if Quail was ever like cluelessly racist. It, like it, that. it eventually veers into like, well, maybe it's good that white people have a sport, and it's like, dude, it's yeah, it's it's a thing that like wasn't Tiger Woods hitting the hitting the shit by now? I think so. In ninety six, early yeah, days though, that would be yeah, early. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think he was around, but I, I, it's like a thing that like if like things like social media and cell phones existed in '96 and the way they do now, like uh, you know, I Quill was in ne- a regular presidency nowadays. Like that dude would be toast. Anyway, that Quill was never like Quill was more of like a Joe Biden as a vice president, like just goofy as shit all he was, the time. He was, a, he was a Joe Biden. Like he that's more what president. I got. Of, like <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, so we come to find out that uh, the guy that they are looking for who was part of the whole thing is this dude. Charlie Reynolds is supposedly the contractor. And welcome to the movie, all too briefly, the late, the great James Rebhorn. Yeah. That's right. Next uh, month, next year we'll do Rebhorn Giving. And it'll all be James <laughs> Rebhorn movies. Now, Rebs Giving. <laughs> Rebs Giving. Do you think that something <laughs> happened on the set of this movie Maybe they knew too much. Maybe they got too into their roles and found out too much because Lauren Bacall, James Gardner, and James Rebholm all died in 2014. Ooh, interesting. I believe this was a systematic assassination. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. By Obama? Yes. I mean, nearly nearly 20 years they waited. This is a vengeance for Jack Lemmon. Uh, I'm going to send a series of drone strikes to kill James Rebhorn, James Gardner, and, yep, Lauren McCall. And, uh, yep, that's what you get for doing a movie without uh, Walter Matthau. <laughs> Thanks, you, Brahman. Seal Award, you got off easy. <laughs> I uh, don't know how I uh, avoided this. Because <laughs> no one remembered you were in this movie. Nope, Dan, uh, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd is a uh, fate worth the death, so... <laughs> No, uh, Dan Aykroyd, you are just permanently relegated to liquor warehouse parking lots doing vodka events. That's uh, worse than death. I mean, uh, I know Bradley Whitford. Thanks for friends. But uh, <laughs> not anymore, motherfucker. Every time I see him, I say, good job on uh, uh, Happy Gilmore. He knows that I know it's Billy Madison, but I like to fuck with him. 
He knows that I know it's Billy Madison is fucking great. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. President, it was Billy Madison. Uh, it was, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, Mr. President, it was Billy Madison. Thank you. Nope, you were in uh, Happy Gilmore. Okay, okay, I, I, I was in Happy Gilmore. I was in Happy Gilmore, and I was never in Billy Madison. Thank uh, I, you, sir. Hey, Brad, you want me to uh, change the presidential archives where you are in Happy Gilmore? I can do it. I have that power. Yep, Bradley, I beg to differ. Uh, Mr. Gilmore accomplished that feat no more than an hour ago. <laughs> Man, I have not seen Happy Gilmore in a long-ass time. Does it hold up if you watch it? I, I, I watched it not too long ago, and I still think that Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore are like the two my my pinnacle of Adam Sandler. Maybe that's nostalgia talking, but I I I, 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 right. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. You're never gonna touch those two. Hey man, I don't know if you guys have seen Who Be Halloween or not, but uh, <laughs> I have not. I did I had, a, had a good time. It's fun. It's good. It's fun, but it's no. It's it's no, not on the it's, level it's of those. Not. And it I, just reminded me of those movies. Though it's, Uncut Gems also hilarious. Very funny movie. <laughs> also, I mean, not for nothing. Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore are fine, but the I think superior Sandman picture of that time is The Wedding Singer. Oh yeah, it is good. It, yeah. I think those three. You know, he could have just stopped. The Wedding Singer is is the best movie. I laugh more at Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, for sure. I'm with Cabin on that. Really? Interesting. I think I put Gilmore as number one. Wow. We watched Wedding Singer a few weeks ago, actually. And, man, was that a fucking ball. It's a good movie. Good movie. Um, so anyway, so yeah, James Redhorn is the guy here and, uh, you know, you get a case of too many grandmas here because like first I think Jack Lemon comes to meet with him and then he's like, so what's going on? You're lying about this whole fucking thing. And he's like, right. No, I'm not. And then like he gets rid of him. And then his secretary's like, Mr. Mr. Reynolds, the, the president's here. He's like, I just said goodbye the other one and it's like i got it there's a lot of presidents in this movie. <laughs> 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 yeah. moving grandma grandma's gaining on us <laughs> and you know it's garner being like hey man you know we're on the same team here i'll fucking help you out james redhorn like you just got to tell me what's going on and then he leaves and redhorn calls bradley whitford Thus connecting the circle of crooked people here. And Whitford's like, don't worry about it. I got my A number one guy on it. And it's fucking Everett McGill, who always freaked me out in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's he is scary. He's scary in this movie. And I think part of it is like, at least on Twin Peaks, he's got his hair a little ruffled up. He looks kind of like a human being, but it's so short in this. And you realize how... Like, maybe his forehead's too short? What's going on with this guy? Well, he kind of looks like Mike Pence. He does kind of look like... He's a little too old for it now, but he would have made a great Pence at some point. Well, maybe Saturday Night Live could fucking he, put him on there, too. Also, I do, I do think he plays in some movie where he's a tough like this, where he has, like, white, short hair. Like like Pence. Like, I think... Oh, uh, Under a Siege 2. straight story. Yes. Under Siege oh. 2, I think he has short, white hair. Is that what his? I wonder if that's what his IMDb picture is from. Because there's his uh, Everett McGill's IMDb picture. You're like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so weird. it's just so David Lynch that that David Lynch would make him this like totally sweet guy that's just yeah. trying to make it all work when he's just a terrifying monster man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, no, this is it's not from a movie. It's just a picture of him, and now he's that's... got just like super blonde hair yeah. for some reason. 
Uh, so, you know, we meet up with these two presidents. There's the aforementioned, like, book event that James Garner was fucking his way towards at the beginning of the movie. And it's like he's hawking, like, a memoir. And then Jack Lemon, who has famously written a bunch of books before, is now hawking a cookbook called Hail to the Chef. Okay. Well, it's an interesting character trait. Keeps him kind of grounded because they, they mentioned like, oh, he cooked a bunch of the meals that they would serve to people going to the White House. Oh, yeah. He cooked for the a lot of the guests of the White House. Yeah, Which, for sure. If I'm on the opposing party, those are my potluck rules. Like, you're putting fucking shit or dog oh, coming yeah. here? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. He cooked for the whole team that tried to take out Noriega. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they're doing this book event, and James Garner is signing autographs, and uh, Rebhorn's assistant, who we met in the scene before, comes up, and she's like, oh, you know, James Rebhorn would love your autograph, and he opens the book, and it's a note from Rebhorn that's like, hey, meet me outside of Union Station at noon, you know, we gotta talk about this, he goes out there to meet with him. Rebhorn immediately shot in the head. I mean, and the stakes are now sky high. By the way, uh, James Garner, to leave... He, uh, A, gets uh, da- poor Dana Gould uh, uh, roughed up by the Secret Service. Yeah. And, he oh, dresses right. up, and he dresses up like fucking Raphael the Ninja Turtle go to a porno matinee. <laughs> yes. Dude, where does he pull this huge rain hat from? I, I do not believe know. Was, was that really Dana Gould playing the Sandwich Boy? Yep. It is. Yep. See, now I was like, oh, poor Sandwich Boy. But now that you tell me it's Dana Gould, I'm like, they went easy on him. <laughs> <laughs> you could kick a more, you know. Thank you, Mr. Siska. No, you could kick a more. Um, so, you know, Lemon comes out and he's like, hey, what are you doing out here? And he's like, you know, oh, see that? There's a fucking dead guy in there. We got to get out of here. And they just kind of like bounce. But but not before fucking James Gardner gets served with a subpoena about the divorce. Yeah. And he throws it on the floor of the car with the corpse and he leaves it oh, in there. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like these dudes... Two ex-presidents both vanish from a book event, and it's not immediately a massive story. Of course. Exactly. And a dead person, like, what happened to Charlie? There's never the story about, and then Charlie Reynolds was found dead in his, in his house or in wherever. Because you do see some guy, like... Uh, you know who McGill- that guy is, though? Who? The Deep State. Oh. The Deep I- State well, owns a tow truck, and it takes him away. It knows that he is dead. I mean, Charlie Reynolds disappearing is kind of like whatever. He's not a president. Like the tow truck that comes up, those guys are crooked. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. that's what I mean. But like, yeah. that's, that's not. It's deep the, state. <laughs> it is. The de- <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of the deep state is really turning the screws to these two old fuckers. <laughs> yeah, and they can't fucking. They're they're bumbling oafs too. They can't do this for nothing. These are two seventy year olds, and you're fucking up left and right. I love. It's the, pretty embarrassing. I love the idea. Like, uh oh, this. Um, what do you call it there? This. This scandal about a kickback might come to light. Maybe we should kill two ex-presidents. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. It is insane. It's the military-industrial complex involved in this kickback scheme. What else is new? Well, exactly. You just, like, you wipe it off. Like, well, you know, that kickback is a strong word. We... We, we, we negotiated hard or whatever else, and you're fine. It's I mean, a donation. The, the caricature mm. they've they've given Lemon in this is that, like, he if it's free food, he'll eat it. So poison a fucking hot dog <laughs> and just get, put it in his face. He will eat it. Just yeah. get it done with. Well, I, and it's I think it comes down to a problem of, like, you know, the you're trying to really figure out a thing that would, like, 
cause a bunch of people like Everett McGill and Bradley Whitford to be like, oh, we should kill them. But also trying to still make it like a PG-13 comedy. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Because this is a thing where it's like, they're going to find out, you know, he's a fucking child rapist. Yes. And you'd be like, well, okay. Like, that's... Or like, I can a- see them going to the lengths. But yeah, a kickback, it's just like, all right. Oh, absolute power makes sense because, like, a woman dies, <laughs> yes. you know what yes. I mean? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Dan Aykroyd, you know, is with a, 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 a sex worker of some kind. She fucking eats shit in the Lincoln is, bedroom. Is, <laughs> dad, is dad a ghost blowing you, Mr. President? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit here and watch you while you get blown by a I'm ghost. in a weird extra room for a cuck, and I'm watching you get sucked off by a fucking specter. She got uh, killed during sex and then her ghost keeps working on it. it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it just, it's very like, let's, but the idea of killing two ex-presidents is a totally crazy thing, but that's where we're going with because yeah, like, now they go to like Jack Lemmon's house to talk it over. His, his uh, there, There's a funny little minute with him and his grandson where, oh. of course, he gets a little water gun that looks exactly like a real gun. Real quick, did you guys notice this? And uh, maybe I'm the only one, but the establishing shot outside of Lemon's house, there's a little girl going by on a bicycle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She spikes the camera big oh, time. Oh, does she? Oh, yeah. fuck. really? She looks directly at the lens and smiles. Maybe that's where James Garner is getting it. He's like, this, you can't have that, Pete. Pete! Look at this. I, I think I'm working with a professional here. He insists on casting his niece as extra who rides by the house, and she can't stop from looking at the gosh damn camera. So I guess, Pete, you're going to go uh, look at those uh, dailies. What? <laughs> it, the, the dailies, you know, the things that you watch every day to see. Uh, what? What's that? <laughs> no, uh, we, 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 we edit the movie at the end of the process. No, I, I know, but the day. Uh, all right. I tell you how that you might notice a little girl looking at you know what fuck it you know what Jack let's go get a drink <laughs> that's what I've been saying for twenty five fucking minutes you're talking to the goddamn director I just I'm waiting for the fucking for the fucking bar car to get here <laughs> I mean speaking of Adam Sandler didn't this this director once he hooked up with Sandler is kind of when his career kind of went shit right uh I mean. He directed a bunch of financially successful Adam Sandler movies. Well, so I, I mean, he'd start, you know, like towards the start of his career, he's got Naked Gun 3, Tommy Boy, right. My Fellow Americans, Naughty Professor 2, and then Anchor Management, and then Ooh, 51st Anger Dates, Management, yikes. and then Longest Yard, and then Get Smart. Yeah, these are all like not, I mean, Get, Get Smart was kind of a hit, right? Yeah, sort of. yeah. I don't know we're outside of Sandler now. Grudge Match. Ooh. I think I might oh, be. Oh, oh. Uh, my Spy. I didn't see this. A 2020 release. I wonder why I didn't see oh, it. Oh, that's a Bautista doing like uh, like uh, the pacifier type. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Why you didn't see it was it was a movie whose release was like fucked up. I mean, it's not the only reason you didn't see it, but it was a movie whose release was fucked up by COVID. So they just dumped it on like PVOD. Yeah. yeah he directed a uh, second act with Jennifer Lopez, which some people will tell you was a good movie. Okay. All right. Fine. I will finally own up to mismanaging COVID. My spy should have come out on <laughs> VOD a lot earlier. That's the only thing I'll, I'll take credit for. Or I apologize for that only. You're not asking <laughs> Sleepy Joe Biden about VOD releases. Very unfair. I mean, come, where, where are the new mutants, Joe? Where are the new mutants? 
You know, uh, <laughs> Joe Biden let Tenet come out in 12 theaters. It made $100,000. It was a disgrace. It was a disgrace the way Tenet came out. I agree. Wow. Broken <laughs> clock. <laughs> you know, I, I was conflating the filmographies of him with Stephen Brill, who's also done another shit ton of Sandler movies, including Hoobie Halloween. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you know, he did the do-over, Sandy Wexler. Uh, Mr. Deeds, fucking little Nicky, oof. No, oh, man. Yeah. And Stanley Wexler, I just remember that was a movie just now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you and everybody else listening. <laughs> so, uh, whatever, yeah, while they're there, um, they, you know, they're trying to make this easy, uneasy alliance about, like, who knows what, and the Secret Service shows up and, like, we need both of you guys to go to Washington right now. Right. And they, but by the, by the way, they, they've slipped their own Secret Service agents. There's never that moment in the movie where, because you may, there's a lot of jokes about their specific Secret Service agents. One of which, Jack Lemons, uh, was uh, what should we call it? Uh, uh, Joe from Seinfeld. What's his face? Um, Joe from Seinfeld. Uh, uh, Mr. Jo- uh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Morgan. Mr. Morgan from <laughs> Seinfeld. Um, yes. And like, there's a there's like bad jokes about like. Lemon can never keep his Secret Service agent straight, and he mixes up the white guy and the black guy, and that's like the oh, joke right. there. There's one line that was really bad where he's like, "You're black, you're tall, whoopty fuck," and like yeah. that's I'm <laughs> yeah. like, okay, kind of <laughs> well, weird one. well, Chris, he is a Republican from Ohio. Sure. That's, that's a good point. I get you. Uh, but but there, and then like even you know uh, Garner's ones are like other Secret Service agent guys that like we're aware of. There needs to be a scene with Everett McGill be like, "Stand down." But, or like something, you know what I mean? Well, like, it's weird because we're told that Everett McGill works for the NSA, mm-hmm. so I don't know who's got fucking authority there. Or yeah, what. that's a good point. Um, but so anyway, they're like, "Get in this chopper. We're going to take you back to Washington. The president needs you immediately." And it's a whole thing where James Garner realizes eventually, like, "Oh, oh no, they're not going to the White House. They're going to Camp David." Yes, and he's like, "Oh, it doesn't take this long." to fly to Camp David from where we were, like, what's going on? And he's noticing, like, a mountain range and whatever. And these the dudes flying the copter are like, what? Camp David? We're not fucking going to we're- Camp David, dude. What are you talking <laughs> we're, about? We're going to somewhere called Kill Site? <laughs> Kill yeah. Site? And then we're going to some place called Graveyard. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just love the <laughs> Graveyard. That got me. I, just, oh, I think I had some conferences there once. Yeah, it rings a bell. Graveyard. Okay. Yeah, it's in uh, Denmark, right? <laughs> uh, Agent Myers, Agent uh, Maxwell, uh, what I want you to do is kill the last two presidents by yourself, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. No problem. Gotcha. N- no questions asked. It's, you know what, man? Just following orders. That's, you know? that's true. Sir, are you going to pay me or do I get a promotion? You're going to kill two of the presidents. <laughs> Oh, okay. wait, you want, you, hold on. You want us to kill two presidents that aren't Nixon? Are you positive? <laughs> Are you sure? Because we could kill him twice, sir. We, we've got that technology. I would, uh, sir, not for nothing. I got into this business <laughs> to kill Richard Nixon. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the, the guy flying the chopper is like, hey, uh, it's totally classified where we're taking you. But, you know, just FYI, the president is back at the White House. And Lemon pulls out the squirt gun that he had from his grandson yeah. and holds it to the dude's head. Garner gets the other guy's gun. They force them to land the copter, and then like they take back off while the two of them are like kvetching in a field. And they're like, "Well, all right, well, we got to get this copper, 
you know, this chopper down to get out of here or whatever. And it's a really kind of funny, like, bring it down, <laughs> bring it down now, bring it down. And this fucking thing explodes. Yeah, it's good. And, and you know, their back and forth is still funny and good, despite it not being math out. One thing I've written down, I don't remember. I don't remember the context exactly, but I think it's Lemon that says, you know what gives me the red ass? Oh, and man. And Gardner going, the red ass? Totally. Dude. He also in this movie says, you want to know what steams my clam? Yes. Young, so good. Young teenager Chris Cabin really liked the red ass. <laughs> oh, I thought yep. that was a great line. I was it like, yep. A, you know what? Adult Eric Siska loves the red ass. <laughs> so um, Lemon's like, we have to go to Ohio. That's I, I have a ledger there Well, that will... Uh, implicate everyone that involved because of the the cook will say that I wasn't part of the meeting. Therefore, they it was it was Ackroyd the president. So we have to walk to Ohio. Q, music cue, by the way. CCRs. I see a bad moon arising, and I'm like, yep. yep. uh oh, is Jack Levin gonna get bit by a werewolf here? Are we gonna get President <laughs> Werewolf? Dude, President Werewolf would watch 10 out of 10 <laughs> stars. Oh, God, so I got bit by a fucking dog, and now I got to pee on a fire hydrant once a month? This is ridiculous. This is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, it's unbelievable. You say a werewolf can spot the pentagram in the palm of his next victim, and oh, man, I just looked at my wife, and oh, boy, oh, Lauren Bacall, look, get out of here. Look, Mr. President, we, we strapped you down. We have to strap you down to stop you from doing it. This is your best friend. <laughs> yes, this it's me, Jack. Le it's me, Walter Matthau. I'm slowly <laughs> decomposing. You've got to kill yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just lock me in the basement of the White House for the next weekend, okay? I'll be fine on Monday. I promise I'll be fine. Let me just take this trip to... Oh, no, I'm in Piccadilly Circus. Oh, Christ. An Ameri <laughs> American president in London. I love it. <laughs> that would be fucking great. Uh, there is a brief exchange. We cut away from their shenanigans for a second for Seal Award to come into this restaurant. Yes. Where fucking... You know what? Wilford Brimley is just trying to have a quiet dinner alone, goddammit. Here's and the thing. I can believe the acting prowess of Wilford Brimley being uh, the head of the DNC, even though he's a staunch Republican. I'm like, all right. Yep. I guess I'll go there. But he's just like, can I just eat my salad in peace? And I'm like, this yep. is a, that is a bridge too far, my friend. Well, I line. totally agree with you. It took me right out of the movie. I was like, where are the pork chops? And this is where we're almost like veering into genius level comedy in this movie is Brimley tells her, my salad's getting cold. A plus. <laughs> Put it on the reel when he dies. So it's the best thing he's ever done. I and love you know, that. Obviously, has... you think, you know, salad is cold, and that's just a quip. But no, Brimley's character is like, I would like a salad hot. <laughs> Whoa, give me a piping hot salad, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, don't you, you heat up an antipasto for me? Take a <laughs> salad, broil it. I want to I singe my mustache on my lettuce, boy. <laughs> Take this back to the kitchen. I am not above sending back the salad because it's too cold. Hey, uh, uh, I asked for the dressing to be boiling hot <laughs> and on the side, goddamn. A, a true chef can heat up a salad and not burn the lettuce like this. Get this out of my face. Bring it back to the kitchen. All right, I got my salad. Put some hot queso on it. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> man. He has two great lines because that my salad's getting cold is fucking great. But when she gets to the table, he goes... What an exciting and blood-curdling surprise. <laughs> if you're going to do this, like, I need you to also have, like, Donald Sutherland as the RNC head or something. Yes, this yeah, has, totally. This, you got to balance this out a little bit to me. 
I kept waiting for Brimley to be crooked because that would make sense why he's even in the movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, yes. I, like he's behind it all. Or so. I mean, then there's so many ins and outs of this plot of like, we need to simplify a touch, guys. Yeah. A lot of what have you's also. Uh -huh. Because he represents like the good apparatus of government. That yeah. We, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like he's, he's one of the good guys and like not all of government is the deep state. Right. Yeah. Which like, I don't know. I'm sure those people are out there. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like, it's fine to have in this movie. There, it's just weird that it's Wilfred Brimley in this case. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, oh, there's the pissing scene. We can talk about that. That's a great scene. Yes. Pissing. I love uh, the pissing scene. They sort of like wander through the forest until they come into a train station. They go into the train station bathroom to take a leak. And then there's like a dude. They They nicely have like. Am I remembering this right? They get to the urinal first, and the guy comes in the middle of them. Yes, yes. he does. Because that's—I wanted to point out—appropriate public bathroom men's etiquette right here. You two guys go into the to the stall at the same time, or the the urinals at the same time. You know, you leave that buffer. Yeah, you know it's very important. And you know what? I think the whole thing has been um, kind of destroyed, and I'm no longer—if I can help it. I'm not a urinal guy anymore because guess what? That contract has been breached one too many times. I totally agree with you, dude. You know, and I can't remember the last time I used a fucking public restroom, but like, I am a stall man. Whether it's at the movies yep. or restaurant or whatever, I'm going to the stall. Yeah. It's just a nice break from your day. You just cl you close in there, and now now you're on the it, stall. You're having a you good know, time. It really depends on how the dam's doing. <laughs> right, right. Like if if, if I'm really holding it back, the first thing I see that I put my piss in, I'm putting it in. If I see a faucet first, put, I will do it. Put my piss <laughs> in, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You put your piss in there, buddy. <laughs> hey, you put your piss in there. Don't put your piss over there. Now, now, now fellas, we are bathroom influencers uh -huh. of a certain degree. Sure, sure. I want to mention, like, if any young men or whoever are listening to this and want to put their piss in the stall, mm -hmm. you know what? Kick up that seat first. Let's, you know, let's 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 be all together. I mean, yeah. let's really now. pretend for two seconds like we're living in a society. Don't You're absolutely right. Never piss on a seat. Can I, if we're talking about bathroom etiquette, can I just uh, take a word out to Kevin Nash or whoever is boot kicking open doors and breaking all the locks in the men's bathroom? <laughs> I don't know who it is. Yeah. First of all, Kevin Nash is a great prime suspect. <laughs> I think he goes in and gives the boot to these fucking stalls. Dude, Six out of eight fucking men's room <laughs> stalls have the lock broken, and I don't understand why. You're absolutely right, dude. And for all you fucking pricks out there that think it's cool or fucking funny to do that, fuck you, man, because the next person in there could be dealing with having a fucking diarrhea attack to beat the band. Now you're just yeah. going to have them doing it more. This is... This is <laughs> It's what they no, want. because let's, you have to understand, none of your friends think it's cool. None of your friends think it's funny. And you just look like a total loser. So don't do exactly. it. Just fucking use your shoulder or your elbow or back into it like everybody else. Listen, not only that, if I catch you doing it, dude, yeah. you're done, dude. Yeah. You're done. I'm a big guy. I'm fucking calling Kevin Nash if that happens. <laughs> I'm gonna so fucking... It might be Kevin Nash himself, though. You well, guys can, might you know as well be holding up a banner that says, I do not want doors that work anymore. <laughs> well, I got bathroom range, Chris. And if I, and that's rage. Did I say that right? Yeah. I got bathroom rage. And if I see no doors, I'm killing. Well, no, I'm not going to. Legally, yeah. I, anyway, I'm upset and yes. I'm taking it out on people. Well, because also the great thing about the stall, too, right? Let's all admit it. It's kind of like 
you have your own little private office. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you're, you know what I mean? You're like an elevator to shit. Your own place to place your piss. <laughs> you're a piss I putter. think all urinals should be eliminated. Yeah, you know what? I'm. That is prime this is real too far. estate. You're, you guys are going spot. too far. This is a radical agenda. I don't like it. <laughs> I, Can I, you imagine a, be- a beautiful situ- a situation, dude, where you fucking just walked into a bathroom and it was just like 10 beautiful stalls. The doors all work. Yep. You're, you're talking about Union Hall, one of my favorite bars in yep. New York City. And it was it was a genderless bathroom, so we get rid of all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's just like twelve closets with toilets in them. You go in, and everyone washes their hands, and everyone's but having a good time. I like I that idea. That. I'm telling you, though, you go the other way, all urinals, and then the women just <laughs> pissing them too. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's what Chris, I said. Chris, I didn't imagine this world could be worse than it is today. <laughs> but thank you. And let me tell you this: if you ever go into a bar like an old-timey bar, an old-timey restaurant, where instead in the men's bathroom of separate urinals, they just have that big bathtub with ice in it, leave there and never patronize that place again. Actually, I mean, yikes. It, it should just be one of those in the center of the floor, and everybody Shut just gets up. around it and pisses in the big tub what of ice. What is this, Wrigley Field? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one of the worst dude, bathrooms in America? And yeah, actually, that's great. You mentioned that, dude. Baseball stadiums, because the, the old Yankee Stadium had the same thing. The fucking urinals that went all the way to the floor. Yeah. You are just asking people to piss on the floor. What is the matter the with you? The fucking trough. The, Wrigley has an actual trough what? of piss, and it's what? just like all these old. I mean, it's designed for all these old weird fuckers. Like mm, my peanuts. Mm, no, all I'm saying, Peanut Man, is that also Chris, I would think we're being a little too precious with our piss Chris, like, well, just fucking listen, put it somewhere fine. and get Look, rid of it i will put my piss anywhere but i'm tired of my of the cock lookers the, the cock, cock lookers, lookers yeah I, I grand central i had an old man harass me for a little bit because he got a look and he liked what he wanted and he followed me around the fucking terminal doing the hey. old man eyebrow hey. up and down how'd you get that how'd you get one of those <laughs> oh god that was spectacular it what was, i just saw uh, right there it's good jeans <laughs> Good genes indeed. Uh, so that's that. <laughs> well, they want, they want, long story short, it's a bad Elvis impersonator joke. It's the mid 90s. Hold on, fellas. He, what's that? The first penis. Oh, of James course. James Gardner oh, refers sure. to his penis as the first penis. Mm-hmm. And he pretends he just made it up. He's like, I guess I like that. I'm like, you've been saying that for 20 years, dude. Back off. And then, he, yeah, he says, oh, maybe I'll start saying this all the time for my penis. What do you think, Blinky? So dude. he named his penis Blinky, and now Blinky has arisen to the presidency of penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> President penis. Well, the weird uh, thing is he's, he calls his uh, penis Blinky because it looks like one of those Pac-Man ghosts. <laughs> careful blinky uh pac-man's gonna get you he's gonna put you in his mouth all right blinky get the cherries hey blinky tell me about your twinkie i have to say the whole fucking male thing of naming your fucking man just stop it. It's not funny. I think it's about my dick fun. enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't need any more fucking, any, any more reverence put on that. I, I think that's more <laughs> of a 90s, early aughts thing. I think we might have grown out of that. Yeah. It's a boomer thing for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Elvis impersonator is like, all right, hey, no sharing tips or whatever. And they're like, what? And it's a train 
that's going through North Carolina. I think it's either the Tar Heels have just won the NCAA championships <laughs> yeah. or they're going to the NCAA finals. Yeah. Either way, this Elvis impersonator is there to entertain them on the train, and so everybody thinks that uh, our two heroes uh, are are uh, presidential impersonators. Is the idea? It'd be cool. So this is how they're trying to catch that, a ride. Like, oh shit! Is that Dana Carvey and Phil Hartman? Because Phil Hartman played <laughs> President whatever, uh, President Kramer, and uh, Dana Carvey played President Matthews or whatever. Is it Matthews? It's I believe so. Yes. Douglas and Kramer. Douglas and Kramer. Gotcha. Matthew Douglas. Anyways. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Anyways, yeah. but that's that joke. But that's that joke. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it anymore. It didn't uh -huh. work. Sure. Um, we can just move on from the joke that didn't work. Okay. Um, that's okay. Totally fine not to highlight the bad jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're having a fucking ball on this train. It's one of those things where this happens to them throughout the movie, but it's like because here, at least, they don't think that they're the actual presidents. It's like they're given... They're talking to people like, oh, what do you think of him as a president, actually? You know, and it's like this one guy's like giving it straight about how he felt about Jack Lemon as a president. And uh, like a mature child, Jack Lemon uh, sprays a juice box in his face. Uh, and then James Garner is talking to a Marilyn Monroe impersonator. And he's like, or she says, uh, you know, by the way, well, a little inside baseball here. I fucked the real guy. And he's like, Oh, really? Uh, well, what'd you think of him? And she's like, yeah, it was a lot like his presidency. Uh, a lot of talk and not much action or something. What a, what a couple of sex maniacs being inches away from somebody who had sex with him being inches. like, yeah, I don't, I, 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 that's not the right person. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know who this might be. Oh, wow. I guess I did have sex with you. I'm a fucking lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, you know. <laughs> I've never I've never slept with a celebrity impersonator. That's a good so point. I don't, I, mm -hmm. I don't know how that works. Um, so yada yada, you know, a bunch of fucking NSA dudes get on the train. These guys have to jump off. It's a funny old men are jumping off a train sequence. Um, but you have there is a great line because it's like James Garner pushes Jack Lemon out of the train and then he jumps himself. But Garner's character is the one who gets hurt more. And he's got a line that I always liked, which was, I think I got a chunk of Purple Mountain's majesty up my ass. <laughs> Can we? I'm sorry. It, These two yeah. dudes jump off a train. They are both dead. dead. Yeah, Absolutely. Dead. Yeah. I mean, Lemon's definitely dead. Garner, <laughs> Garner's probably just like really hurt. I mean, they look intact, but the inside is just all bone and blood <laughs> mashed up. Like yep. it's just yeah, all exactly. They would just they would like they would like fall apart. Like there'd be nothing left. All of their organs just look like broken water balloons. <laughs> now, God, I, I don't know about you, uh, uh, Douglas, but I, every time I piss, now I piss blood. <laughs> they called me Mr. Glass. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You want me to jump off a train? Well, I'm going across the street to Jerry Graff. Period. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, so dating this movie in the worst possible way, the two of them go into a convenience store that is blaring the Macarena. Oh boy. Did not need this, did not remember it, did not appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's, and you know, I, I guess the one saving grace is it's not like they walk in and he's like, Oh, look at this, the Macarena. Oh, I love that song. Like it's not acknowledged <laughs> at all. But at least they're doing it in 1996 and not 2001 like that abomination Shrek. Fuck you, Shrek. <laughs> oh, man, now he's going to just... It's, we're all going to be talking Shrek now. Okay, let's go. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll save that for Shrek forever after. <laughs> oh, yeah, stay tuned. 
Um, so they get out of there because, again, the fuzz fucking finds them immediately. They meet up with uh, the late Conchata Farrell, who passed away recently, uh, playing this truck driver. And this is like, we just get into some weird shit here. Where they, it, This happens a lot in this movie where they, the two of them talk to each other. Like somebody's not if, there? Yes, as if there isn't a person six inches away from them. Yes. Because, and it's a lot of this nasty shit is coming from Jack Lemon. He's like, oh, you better keep it down, James Garner. We got Shamu, the killer hick over here. And you're just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Got a laugh everybody. out of me rewatching the movie. Got a laugh out of me hearing about it. Um, but it's also like, it's one thing to have that joke. And then maybe the joke is she's like, well, get out of my truck. She's like, oh, no, I know I'm a fat pig. I'm obese. I'm disgusting. And I'm like, dude, it, I, yeah, it's a lot for this it, actress to have it, to deal with. It makes it so much worse it to does. be like hearing that they're hurt by it. Yeah. And also, like, uh, just uh, we don't even need it. We, no, don't, we don't need it's, that. No. It's yeah, not part of well, the story at all. The reason why Jack Lemmon's so adversarial to uh, the, to the killer hick um, oh, yeah. is that she says nobody rides for free. So $50 and they don't have that. So I'll $50. <laughs> $50. Um, <laughs> So she says, I'll take your watch. And Gorbachev gave him that watch. So that's that is actually something that dates it. That that could connect the dots for us in the timeline. Mm. Gorbachev oh, you're was... Right. So the Soviet Union was intact whenever Kramer was president as Jack Lemmon, or maybe he was a vice in the mix or an ambassador. I, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's after. I think it's after. I think he's settled down. He wasn't the head of state at that point. So the Okay, so the, the retired Gorbachev. Yes gives him a watch and now he gives it to shamu the killer hick uh, <laughs> all right and that's uh, what steams his clams by the way folks at home that's when the steaming of the clams is you're totally it's, right yeah and then so it's, they, they, they get pulled over and oops she's hauling illegal immigrants over state lines i assume dude and it is a fucking horrendous music cue right here because she's they're like oh what are we hauling and she's like farm equipment and then a helicopter comes over, and it's like, this is the INS. Pull over, blah, blah, blah. And she stops this car, and she's like, you better run for it. And the back of this truck opens, oh, and yeah. the music cue it, is just like Mexican ranchero yeah. Yeah. guitar. And you're like, man, it, I would have got it without that. It's the band that found Josh Brolin in No Country for Old Men. <laughs> they all start fucking kicking because fucking Michael Pena and a couple of his buddies are fucking running. And yes, one of these dudes is a not yet famous Michael Pena in this movie. I was shocked. Uh, to see pretty him crazy. In this. He must have been like twenty-two years old or something. Yeah, he's young. If, if that, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. There's an insane thing that happens right here, though, where uh, the NSA chopper yeah. flies in, like, and the INS chopper is like, "Hey, uh, you're interfering with official federal business. Like, get out of here or whatever." And the NSA is like. No, no, no. Like, this is NSA case now. Like, it's the Department of Defense or whatever. Like, get the fuck out of here yourself. And they're like, make us. And the fucking NSA, whoever these dudes are, the deep state guys, like, launch a rocket in front of their face. Yeah, across the bow. Pretty crazy. Oh, you go. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying the whole, the whole, it's to play as a gag. They're like, all right, yeah, we're out of here. But, like, where did that thing go? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Holy what? shit. Yeah, we're used to it by now. Like, every day there's a new controversy. That The fucking NSA shooting at the INS would fucking be, <laughs> for two years, you wouldn't hear the end of it. 
with a missile that landed somewhere and fucking killed yeah. 50 people. I kind of yeah. think it's the funniest part of the movie because the two helicopters kind of talk to each other a little bit. Like one yeah. helicopter's like, hey, how's it going? The other guy was like, I'm doing okay. How are you? You got to get out of it. It's kind of like when, when you're like playing as a little kid, you have two toys. You're like, you got to get out of here. I'm not going nowhere. Yes, you are. And like, it's just like, it's, it's totally insane. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, uh, I think what helps that Steve is you don't see yes pilots in either exactly aircraft, well, which is kind so of so. The fucking thing is, great. whatever farmhouse gets blown up by that <laughs> missile is just like, oh, the UFOs got him. Mm-hmm. You space bastard! You <laughs> killed my pod. Uh, Art Bell here. <laughs> it would definitely be an Art Bell uh, lead story the next week. Absolutely. What are you saying, Kevin? I was going to say that, like, the favorite, the best thing about the helicopter talk is that when it ends, it ends on like a meep. Like, yes, yes. He he (laughs) says, like, uh, he's like, he shoots the, the, the missile. And then also he's like, well, have a nice day. And like just yes. shuts off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But now like if the actual NSA attack, now what is, what is this agency? The NSA? What was it? The, the INS. NSA and the INS? The INS yes. and the NSA. Yeah. What's INS? Uh, Immigration and naturalization. Before yeah. ICE okay. uh, it became uh, a thing. So if the, yeah. if the NSA killed them, would it get press coverage? Like I'm very curious to see. Did 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 German residents in, in Nazi Germany know about the the Night of the Long Knives, where the SS consolidated their power by taking out the SA? I couldn't tell you. Were they it's, both in helicopters? <laughs> <laughs> Were they in talking helicopters? <laughs> yeah, because the ice didn't exist yet. Just an FYI, ice didn't always exist. It never uh, existed. Ice, ice doesn't always have to exist. As an also, FYI. Department of Homeland Security, get that fucking shit out of here. In my opinion, God, what are those people doing these days, dude? It's like fucking senioritis over there with those. <laughs> and everyone defending ice and the Department of Homeland Security, you sound ridiculous because you're basically. Um, you're like defending something that's brand new. Now, what came out in like the early 2000s that everyone hates that shouldn't be around anymore? I don't know, Shrek? <laughs> also, conversely, just blow it out your ass. Eric is like abolish Shrek. Yes. This is abolish abolish Ice, Homeland Security, and Shrek. Yes. I, Homeland hey. shrek security, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Actually, those guys would be helpful because they'd fucking take that shit out. I'm, I'm thinking of a... <laughs> Once and for all. A Siska Dan Harmon ticket. <laughs> oh, does he hate Shrek? I think he also hates Shrek. I think he's very loud about that. Well, then Why did... did he fucking blow the audition? I don't know. <laughs> um, so they're, they're on the run. Uh, Michael Pena trades coats with James Garner, and he gives them this compass. They have a sweet sort of scene another like wow this is an america i didn't know about before i was just the president of the fucking united states who would have guessed he's like wow i cannot believe this that i as president of the united states didn't know that uh people border hopping into this country are fleeing for reasons like getting a better life and they aspire to become america because that's all michael pena's thing right he's like this is the fucking fourth time i've tried this he's like they just they send you back you wait 30 days and you try it again. He's like, all I want to do is live in America. I love America, blah, blah, blah. And James Garner is like, huh, how about that? Well, he's a person. Well, yeah, he's a Democrat. He's like, that'd make a great movie. Time to call up my buddies. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, there is kind of an angle here that, like, James Gardner is the one that has any sympathy for these people whatsoever. And I think it's because he is the Democratic politician. Meanwhile, Jack Lemmon's just like, eh, where's my fucking watch? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's fucking bitching about that watch I, I thought he was going to get shot in the back because uh, Michael Pena is running on a field with James Garner's, Gar- James Garner's coat. I'm like, oh, fuck, is he going to get lit up? And no. That's what and I thought, see, too. That's, that's the thing, dude. You're totally right. I hadn't thought about that. But again, it's like we're going for the goofy PG-13 yeah. comedy. But you're totally right. In any other kind of movie like this, that would like, you know, the the heat is even more on. Exactly. Like, wow, they really mean business. They just think they shot a president in the back. <laughs> like, they want to kill us. You, di- yeah. you didn't even actually see Rebhorn get shot. Like, it, it's kind of cuts it out that it happened. Whereas, like, and it's if a you, bullshit. If you actually saw Michael Pena get shot, that would completely destroy this movie. They really get around that Rebhorn assassination, too, because, like, when James Garner looks back at him, he's like kind of just sleeping with a little bit of blood, and there's the tiny bullet hole in his window. Not like that window would totally fucking blow out if you shot somebody through it, kind of a thing. Yes. Like it's all very carefully, like, let's try to telegraph what's happening here in like the safest way as as possible. Um, so they yeah, they get on the road again. There's a lot of like there's a bullshit scene where Jack Lemon's lamenting, like, oh man, 80 million, 80 million oh. people didn't like me. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you are a fucking president, man. Get over that. Like any of them ever think that. It's always like, oh, you know, it's all every president who's ever been voted out of office is like, fuck those people. Every single one of them. <laughs> 80 yeah. people didn't vote for me, and I'm almost all out of my adrenochrome. <laughs> no. There, around here is when we get the. Um, yeah. I, did I you know. ever make lyrics to the "Hail to the Chief" song? Uh, oh right, this was another thing. I straight up remembered uh, them talking about this, and it's a weird like because James Gunner's like, I fucking hate that song. I even made up words to it, and he tricks Jack Lemon because Jack Lemon's like, Oh, I did too, and he tricks Jack Lemon into singing it, and it's like. Hail to the chief, he's the chief, and he needs hailing. And, and, and I I gotta tell you, he when it. he started singing that in that movie, I it just whoosh, just rushing back to me, man. Unbelievable. How many times I've seen well, this fucking movie. That's the thing is I not only have I seen this movie a lot, I've seen the trailer to this movie a lot too. Mm, interesting. And all those are big like the the hail to the chief, he's the chief, he's hail. That's like from the trailer. That was a no. big line. That that's funny because that does not seem like a trailer line to me at all. I remember um, that clear as day. Well, you know what's not a trailer line in this movie is uh, Jack Lemon talking about wet dreams for fifteen oh, minutes. God. Oh yeah, this reminds me of that time I came in my pants as a child. Well, he's like, oh, <laughs> did you ever have Rita's pizza? And it's like, well, no. I, oh yeah, it's crazy. It's like a wet dream with crust, and I'm like, ew, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're right, Steve, because they're also talking about, like, things they miss most from the office yes. of president. They're like, oh, yeah, Rita, the chef was great. Oh, do you ever have her pizza? Oh, it's fucking cum <laughs> like James Garner has to be like, ew, I don't want to hear about your wet dreams. Like, what, you never had a wet dream before? And I'm like, can we stop, you fucking geriatric cretins? <laughs> this is the one where I'm sure they had to change the dialogue from the Mathau version, because, you know, Math would be like, oh, yeah, oh, God, I came like a buck when I had that pizza. <laughs> you know, Steve, I have to say, though, I have a sneaking suspicion 
that if it was Jack Lemon, Walter Matthau, yeah. and I don't know, fucking Sophia Loren was floating around, or whoever, no, Anne Margaret in that movie. Yeah, Sophia Loren. Uh, you'd be totally fine. Grumpy Old Men 2, Sophia Loren. Oh, she is in Grumpy yes, Old Men. Grumpy yes, Old Men. yes, yes. She's, okay. she's opening an Italian restaurant. Oh, that's fucking in right. Place of the bait shop. I see Listen, right. I see and then right, it right. becomes a bait shop in its own right, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you get me these two old fuckers ice fishing maybe we've got a movie <laughs> is Anne margaret in both of those movies? she yes. is she's like the object of desire in the first one and then i think yes i think lemon gets her at the end of it i'm not yes. mistaken right she's conquered and then we need another woman to <laughs> conquer yeah. oh great thanks a lot for those script uh demands jack now i have to go after the italian in the sequel wait hold on i gotta drive my son kevin pollock to home depot to get his stepladder <laughs> he's gonna fuck <laughs> daryl hannah Wait, you're telling me I have to romance an Italian? Well, ciao. (laughs) Ciao. (laughs) That is a fucking dad joke if I've ever heard one, dude. Way to go. (laughs) Um, So, like, that's all nothing. They kind of, um, they're back on the road again. They go to a fucking used car place. It's another, like, oh, my God, you're the president. Uh, They go, they they get a car. They're on the road. This is when, like... um, you get uh, James Garner taking a shit in the stall. That's fun. And, oh, no. Uh, this is like yeah. Macarena get... reprise. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the second time he's Macarena. And, like, Jack Lemmon is doing, like, stunt driving at this point. Dude, it is fucking ridiculous, the stunt driving that he's doing in this movie. It's like, you didn't see this coming. They go, they, It's like a budget rental car place or whatever, and they just get this little, like, shitbox car. Because the other thing is, like, they don't have any money on them, yeah. and I guess the idea is they're not going to use credit cards because they could be tracked. Is that the idea? Because no um, one's mentioning credit cards in this movie at all. It would be great if someone mentioned that because I think that's what's going on, but no one ever mentions yes, why they're not yeah. there. Um, but yeah, it's like they they rent this car after uh, Jack Lemon totally spits in the face of this generous diner owner. Yes. Who's like Jack Lemon goes oh, in right. and he's like, oh, how much is that piece of pie? And he's like, oh, a dollar fifty or something. Like all the prices in this movie are like shockingly low, which was weird to me. It's, uh, it's right. Even, it's right when corporate America was cutting our throat as a society. Yeah. Like, it was just <laughs> starting. Yep. And uh, you know, the he's like, oh, well, that's a little too rich for my blood. Thanks anyway. And the guy is nice enough to be like, oh, here it's on the house. And he says no. And the guy's like, no, I, you know. I mean, I insist. It's on the house. Take it. And then James Garner runs in. He's like, hey, we got to get to the rental car place. And he's like, all right, fine. Totally leaves this piece well, of pie there. Totally spits in this entrepreneur. Oh, you're, 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 you're also yes. missing the point where he says, oh, the, the, the old man who's running the diner calls him old man. Yes. And he gets this big <laughs> reflective moment because this 78-year-old didn't realize he's fucking old. I know. He looks in the mirror. He's like, old man. Oh. Uh, Wait, hold on. I made two movies called Grumpy Old Men already? <laughs> I thought I was on my way to surf the big one in California. <laughs> Like, come on, you're Jack <laughs> Lemon. You were in the apartment with the fucking look in the mirror. I might be old I, now. I really did. It's I was great. expecting him to take the pie and like put it in his pocket to go. Like, <laughs> if you're making a comedy, do something funny. Let these guys be funny yeah, for a little I bit. Mean, That'd be fun. I've seen people at film form be more funny, <laughs> funny like oafish, old man buffoonish yes, than this. Hundred percent. Uh, th- that- oh, you know, the funniest part of this movie is right around here. We cut back to Washington for a moment, and it's uh, Dan Aykroyd jogging. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> he's, jo- he's jogging around the reflecting pool with Bradley Whitford and co. It's yes. another thing. I believe this was a big Clinton thing. Yes, yes. This definitely felt SNL like always uh, made fun of this. But he's, I- I'm I'm confused here. How do you get Dan Aykroyd to actually jog without a stick and a brick of cocaine <laughs> to his back that arches over in front of him that he can't quite get to? That's well, movie magic, it's, Chris. It's there. Yep. You just can't see it. Ah, it's green yeah, screen. It's a, okay. It's a dude just out off frame <laughs> in like a fucking buggy yeah. running ahead of them, and he's holding it out in, in front of them. Industrial light and magic removed it in post. <laughs> I do love also like... You know, uh, Bradley Woodford's like, oh, you got to wear this hat when you jog. And it's he's like, a Lakers hat? Why do we need that? He's like, well, you know, you need L.A. And I'm like, you need L.A. for the election? Like, what? So is California a toss-up? He's a Republican. Republican. Yeah. It, I don't it, get it, what yeah. that is. Yeah. Uh, I guess because of his wildfire thing or something. It sounds very precipent today. but It's just sort of, uh, uh, to me, it's like, you know. All we ever cared about in the last fucking 20 years is how the fuck Florida votes. So it was very odd to hear anything else. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're totally right. It's also weird, too, because he's like, you know, he says something like, I'm a San Antonio fan or yes, some yeah. Houston fan, That's I think right. he says or whatever. But it's like, can you imagine if a president was just like, you know, like Obama was famously like a White Sox fan kind of. Yeah. Can you imagine if a president was just like front runnering or what you know yeah, what i mean oh, totally. just like wearing rando sports hats like that Let's go if, Lakers. If, yeah like if you're not making an appearance at the stadium kind of a thing you know what i mean like every president uh you know has to pretend for a, an evening that they're a nationals fan uh, <laughs> right when no one that, i think is. except for trump because they fucking Right, he he famously did not do that. They didn't ask him or something. He shit. didn't want to do the pitch because he would look like a buffoon. <laughs> and then he lied about like we're getting something together with the yeah. Yankees, and then the Yankees were like, "But fucking New York hates I, you." I no. think every, I think everybody would have taken it. He just he would he would have fucked it up. You just know he would have fucked it up. I'm not. Oh gonna, yeah, his fucking head would have fallen off or something. I'm not gonna throw out a pitch unless the catcher is Ivanka. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, right man. down here, I mean, Daddy. Right down here. <laughs> right down here. Um, I'm, in, I'm in home plate. Oh, my God. And then he fucking has the the tiny little balls of his to fucking uh, make fun of Fauci's pitching ability. Did you yeah. see that recently? Yeah. That was the thing. It's just like, dude, again, everything you say at someone is just really about you being bad at the thing. Oh, I mean, my fucking he, God. He would have gone out on that pitching mound and thrown a fucking spiral. <laughs> to somebody like that's how it would have gone it wouldn't have he would have he would have thrown the baseball into his own ball yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna go and throw that the, is an idea i'm gonna throw the pigskin <laughs> to the catcher here we go <laughs> oh my god i'm in trouble oh no stormy daniels has a map to this region get it we're gonna fix this uh there is a funny thing in this when they're in the car race here uh, where they hit because Jack Lemon's insane driving. They run over like a snowman thing, and I had this was I think this may have been in the trailer, was, Chris, but it was sure. a very visceral memory for me of the the carrot nose yep. coming through the window and almost murdering James Garner. And I think it's because we're so close to having watched Final Destination two over the last <laughs> yeah. few weeks that when that happened, I literally gasped. Well, there's also we should bring up <laughs> now. There's more than a few. Uh, jokes in this movie where uh the punchline is maybe you're gay oh yeah there's quite a show to have a big phallic thing right in his face like that 
it just kind of moves. It moves with the whole movie, is what I'm saying. I, yeah, I guess it goes with the rest of it. it but speaking of which, it would, I'm sorry, it would be great if, like, you know, the, this whole scene ends and Jim's like, "Ah, oh, we gave him the slip. Ha, thank God we made it." Jack Gar- James Garner's like, "We didn't give him the entire slip." He looks over, he's like covered in blood. He's like, "It, it, it, it got me the carrot, pierced my heart." <laughs> oh my God, that'd be fucking hilarious! Dude, we're now down one president. <laughs> we have a president down. <laughs> uh, so they they are running from these dudes, and there's a parade happening. They get in on the parade. Dude, I, I, I've never seen this movie. I swear to God, I've never seen this movie. The yeah. second they see a parade, I saw this joke coming one mile away. Absolutely, it is the the West Virginia Gay Pride Parade. <laughs> But so they're marching in this thing, and they they march next to a guy who's dressed. It's like a marching band of dudes dressed up as Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. It's your classic, like it's the, your mid nineties, and I'm looking at you, friends, where the the punchline. It, it's not like gay people are doing funny or gay people are acting silly. It's a gay people even existing is a punchline in and of itself. Right, and it's you it's just sort say, you of say the like, word gay, and that's the joke. Yes, absolutely, and it's like it's weird because it it doesn't matter that. Garner and Lemon's reactions aren't what you assume they're going to be, which is like vomiting or whatever. Because like the joke that they've made that they think they're making is just like the existence of these people. Exactly. Well, and later on, later on, when they get a ride from uh, lesbians, uh, Jack Lemon's like, Ugh. you know, if, if I could, if I could stand, if I could uh, uh, jump on the back of a motorcycle with a lesbian, I could do this. And I'm like. That's not a joke, really. Like, it's just the word lesbian. Yeah. I mean, that okay. was the democratic opinion of the gay community at the time. Yeah, 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 your people. Just let us keep the jokes. Yeah, 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 your people. But let us have the jokes. Speaking of jokes, the name they give the the women who drive, I'm not even going to say. Yeah, yeah, it's just not worth it. it D's on bikes, yeah. man. Yes, there it is. Yes, you can fill it in at home. <laughs> it rhymes. How about that? <laughs> it rhymes. It's a thing that some can say, but the four on the show cannot. And it, it, it's just like, again, like because I think the joke is, Steve, if I can ride 300 miles yes. on the back of a motorcycle with my arms around a lesbian's midsection. Yes. I can no, do whatever, oh, whatever the no, fuck no, it is. The other thing, that that's the fucked up the line is, uh, if... Uh, they can, uh, you know, protect me for that long. I don't know why they aren't in the armed services. That's it. Oh yeah, he's like, I might change my position on gays of the military. Oh, right, fucking no, those gals could do something else. You know, like that kind of. Right, which yeah. is like, oh, I'm so glad you're changing your opinion, person who's no longer president. Well, yeah, I have, and- yes, I've decided that gay people can die for our country they, as long <laughs> as they die. If, if that's all I really, yeah. I just love the whole thing. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm out of touch politician and i met one gay person and i realized hey gay people are people Uh, that's what this whole movie is too i mean we skipped over it it doesn't matter because i don't want to go back because it should be against the law to spend two hours talking about my fellow americans but (laughs) i guess what dude we're breaking the law breaking the law breaking the law breaking the law again but again somebody (laughs) is online trying to fucking vote and it's going to take them at least three hours so you got to right i'm just saying for the sake of the conversation (laughs) it doesn't make sense to go back this far but there's also the whole thing where they meet that fucking homeless family yes. who's living in their car. Oh, and, you know, they point out, like, we lost our jobs because of this policy of yours, Jack Lemon, And, oh, by the way, James Garner, we lost our house because of, you know, your economic downturn. Which is a weird thing because, like, the thing that she points out Jack Lemon about, it's like a thing that he had a control, control over. But, like, 
she refers to it as James Garner's economic downturn. Yes, which is like, I don't know how well, fair it is to blame this, that on this him. This is back but. in the nineties when you thought presidents were mystics that were in communication with the grand economy up in the well, sky. I mean, people, hey, still uh, believe FYI, that. pal. Yeah, there's a bunch of fucking people you are obsessed with. The QAnon people who believe all yeah. that now. It's nuts. Well, he's just a great mystic yeah. that's fucking speaking but to everybody. It is interesting because Gardner is like kind of a Clinton stand in, and they're talking about his recession. So I guess it, that would put him at HW timeline. It is also weird because the way this all sorts of happens is they're, they're on a, it's a long series of misadventures with these people. But uh, one, they start like just getting presidential facts wrong, like massively wrong, like that. Uh, Embarrassed. Not even presidential yeah. facts, dude. This motherfucker who I believe this is the guy who plays the dude's landlord. Yes, he does. Yep. Uh, which is great because he's doing a completely different voice here. Love this guy. He's t- he refers to Mount Rushmore as the greatest man-made creation or uh, uh, like natural creation or whatever. Like nature's yeah. greatest creation. And James Garner is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, this is the thing you know, is that it's presaging like the the crazy QAnon and the Trump people. You yep. you have to you have to be like, great job. You're totally wrong, but you might be right. I don't know. A lot of people are saying a lot of different things. People could be totally wrong. That's fine. Well, the thing is, it was a <laughs> it was a great natural wonder until they put presidents on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. It was a great thing that indigenous people, uh, you know, laid claim to, and then we fucking destroyed it. And, you know, uh, that's the thing, dude. I, whatever. I couldn't give less of a shit about fucking Mount Rushmore if I tried. Mm. And you know, there's a lot of people that, like, love that and think it's, like, this great, you know, like, patriotic landmark or whatever. I don't know, man. Mount Rushmore can kind of suck dude, it. Dude, here's IMO. the thing. Just if you can, if you just, and it, it wouldn't even take that much money. You just fudge with Teddy Roosevelt just enough so he looks like Wilford Brimley. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> yep. Here's, well, here's the thing. If I'm driving through <laughs> South Dakota or where, sure, one of the, which, which, it's South. It's right? in South Dakota. Yep. Uh, I'll stop by because what else you got? <laughs> oh man! I mean, here's. <laughs> I mean, I'll check it out, but I'm not like, oh my god! And now they want to take down Mount Rushmore. Like, do it. I don't care. I have a great bargain here. We give. Okay. We give Trump. We we completely rub out all the faces on the fuck about Rushmore and make it just Trump. Just make it. Only Trump, and then he, but him and the rest of his family cannot be on TV, or in <laughs> papers or magazines. Ooh, I, I like this ever again, bargain. ever oh, that's again. Nice. That's a good one. I think. It's I real, think he would take that. It's a real um, monkey's paw. Wish you <laughs> come, here, on, come on, it's just a big stupid face in rock versus never having to hear about these people again. Beautiful. But here's the thing, though, dude. Like, who who gets to agree to this? Because those motherfuckers won't agree to that. Are you oh, kidding this me? This is me communing with the mystics once again. Right. But gotcha. I mean, here's the thing, and this is where they're gonna ki- they're gonna get you, Chris. Like the evil gin logic yep. is is they're gonna talk on TV and magazines now. It's Mount Trumpmore. That's yep. all that's ever there. And then oh, it's man. not technically oh. them. And, it's not technically them. And then he turns into a rock monster that can like lift himself mm-hmm. out of the thing. And then Correct, oh yeah, no, Chris, it, yep, because yep. I feed a little note into Trump's mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and then he awakens at night, uh-huh. and then does my bidding. Uh-huh. Ding ring, do your thing. <laughs> uh, so whatever they, yeah, blah blah blah. They. Um, they wind up at uh, Jack Lemmon's presidential library, and that's sort of right. so that's 
that's where they find this ledger and it has been fucked with. Uh oh, this thing we've spent an hour in the movie on has come to nothing. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Because that's all. It's like, oh, once we find that ledger, we'll fucking put them all down. Blah, blah, blah. Well, and it's like, did we mention that like his, his, his records at the White House or whatever said that he did meet with James Rebhorn at a certain yep. time? Yes. And it's like they got you dead to rights on Olympia. And then they go here to see, find like, oh no, my, I'm a weird old man and i care about cheese sandwiches and every cheese sandwich uh, is written in the book and says who well, it was served to and they get there and it's like yeah you and james redborn ate some fucking cheese sandwiches together it's a weird uh, they build on the joke of his like famous cheapness and that's where he comes up with the idea because he's like i was so cheap that i made the white house kitchen take note of every single dish that they made for every single meal and mark who ate what. Which I don't know how that plays into his cheapness, but that's the plot device that they're using. The great twist would be if this keeps on going all the way to the end where they're back at the White House, and it turns out that fucking Jack Lemmon did do all this shit. Oh, yes. And he just forgot about it because he's an old fucking man. (laughs) Shit, dude, that's a great twist, actually. And then like, he's just like, I'm evil. I'm evil. Oh, yeah, it's, strike me down. It's so weird. Uh, <laughs> with older presidents, we never, ever think about senility ever mm-hmm. in any context. We just never, we could never bring ourselves to think about Not it. Not at all. And nor will we. Mm-mm. Let me turn the page on history. <laughs> they, they want, the funny part about the end of this movie or the middle end of this movie is everyone lives in Ohio for some reason. They're like, oh shit, the ledger didn't work out. Well, let's go squeeze Bradley Whitford. He lives in Ohio for some reason. Absolutely. Does he? Yes. Is that the idea? They go to, they're in Ohio. No, no, they met. No, no, no. Jack Lemon mentions actually fucking down to the neighborhood of Chevy Chase yeah. in. in um, oh, that's right. He says the, he lives in Chevy Chase, Maryland. He yes. went there one time. So okay. they go to Maryland uh, after this. Okay. But, they, but, but Steve, you are correct that everyone who matters lives in Ohio because guess what, folks? That's another one of the states we like. It's Ohio and Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wilford Brimley probably moved there. Like, well, you know, I had a lot of choices, but I, I just like the comedian. So uh, <laughs> I decided to move here. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like that old base seasoning is what I like. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Now we're talking. Um, but so they, they yeah, because the security guard at the presidential library, somehow, it doesn't matter, yeah. uh, makes them realize that Bradley Whitford is crooked. Yes. They go to Bradley Whitford's house where he is fucking going downtown on some lady. Yes. I did not I did not remember this from my fellow Americans. Cunnilingus, I didn't see it coming. Did yeah. not see it coming. Hail to the chef, am I right? <laughs> Jack Lemon's cookbook. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's right. Uh President Clinton, I'm I'm sorry. Uh the White House uh kitchen staff will make you any meal you want, but they won't do that. <clears throat> uh, so that's just I uh, will make any <laughs> meal you want. But I won't cook that. Yeah, excuse me, pretty lady. This vagina's getting cold. <laughs> oh, God damn it all. President says he wants WAP for dinner. I don't know what that is. What is WAP? Is that like you a... pass the uh, WAP dressing down this way? Is that, a, from like, oh is that a fish in Norway or something? I don't know. WAP. Like so many times on the history of this show, I wish I was dead. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Garner puts a gun to his head. He's like, I think I, I hope it's your head. That's oh like, yeah uh, oh yep which i guess okay like maybe he thinks they interrupted 69ing they bring him to wilford brimley's house and wilford brimley turns into his character from the firm apparently like this fucking <laughs> like 
fucking pipe hitting motherfucker that's gonna fucking really put the screws to Whitford. It's amazing. It is. He does have here though one of the greatest lines in the movie where uh, it's Garner being like, "Oh hey, you know, Wilford Brimley, let us in. You know, we got something to show you." And he goes. Is that President Kramer holding a gun on a naked guy in a blindfold? <laughs> well, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Joe. Yep. All right, just checking. Come on in, goddamn See, one. See, you said the firm guy. This to be, I was like, this is this like recreating the Seinfeld scene? Yes. Oh, when he's the postmaster yeah. general. <laughs> well, isn't that a joke on the firm? Isn't that the, the gag? I think it's supposed yes. to be right. Is it? I oh yeah, so. I got, yeah, yeah. I guess it must be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know they they take him in to use Wilford Brimley's fucking CIA tactics here. They've got Bradley Whitford tied up in a barn. I think is what we're in now on Wilford Brimley's property. Uh, and this is this is crazy right here. I couldn't believe it. I had to rewind it and put the subtitles on to make sure. But the whole thing is they've got Bradley Whitford blindfolded, and Wilford Brimley's like, "All right, we're gonna inject you with something here. Goddamn what? And you'll start talking." And Clorox. he's doing the whole. Like, <laughs> swabbing the swabbing the arm and all of that stuff and he's like now i gotta try find a vein let's see where's a vein i can find he's like hitting his arm you know and, he, and then he goes uh well oh here it is the little beggar <laughs> that's what he fucking calls that rabbit the ewoks yes, movie that's yeah. just that's a, a, a brimleyism you know it is yep you little beggar what a weird thing to say yeah, to i mean people. he's saying it everywhere i think he's like when he finds his keys that he's lost oh hey there's <laughs> yep no i think you're right but it's weird because that means it's wilford brimley taking this script for a walk oh yeah he's, a, he's like a, a seth rogan in a lot of ways he's really <laughs> <laughs> loved smoking weed yep. uh <laughs> look good in facial hair yeah housekeeping yeah uh can you come up here with a couple of plunger and uh but i got a couple of beggars stuck in my beggars cave there if you know what i mean beggars no i don't canyon. but we'll be right up <laughs> beggars canyon <laughs> Uh, uh, honey, you're going to have to give me uh, a little bit before we start up again. I just beggared. <laughs> Got to get my beggars going here. <laughs> Sorry I beggared so early there. Oh, honey, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> beggars. Uh, oh, man. So Whitford comes clean the second. It's actually Wilford Brimley like sticks him with a needle. Yes. And he's like, no, no, I'll talk. I'll talk. He gives up the whole game. And so they come up with this plan of like, we're going to go, we're going to call fucking Seal Award. We're going to go to the press, yada, yada. And then James Garner is like, wait a second. If we fucking do that, it's just going to get swept under the rug. You know, like the top brass are going to go scot free again. And he just makes this decision that he's got to like finally stand up for the American people. I was like, you were president for four years, <laughs> yep. dude. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, for all those people that we that we fucked, we met on this trip, we got to do it. It's like we're going to Washington. Seal award. Get out of this movie. And uh, <laughs> they go to Washington, and they have to they they sneak into the White House via Rita, played by uh, what's her name, Esther Roll, the great uh, Esther Roll. Oh, surprise, Florida herself, yes, right? Oh yeah. Um, R.I.P. She passed away uh, some time ago, yeah. I think. At this point, uh, yeah, she's like the the chef that they both had. And she sneaks them into the White House via. So she, she said she saw it went to a farmer's market. Yes, which is like, and again, I know everybody. I know we're talking about a mid '90s studio comedy, so this doesn't matter. But like, it's ridiculous that this woman could drive up in her fucking uh, National Lampoon's Vacation station wagon 
and just be like, yeah, I was at the farmer's market and just drive right in without <laughs> the, inspection. Yeah, the back seat is just like two giant tarps. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, just like, oh, that's just farm. And <laughs> Hey, Rita, what do you have on, uh, under the tarps there? You got watermelons? Bunch of watermelons? So I, I bought the farm. Oh. Like, it's all the farmer's market. <laughs> oh, good. Well, yeah, go, go right in. All right. Oh, well, no, she, uh, just, she, uh, oh, you go. I was just going to say, Esther Roll passed away in 1998. It was two years after this movie. Yeah, but she was, she was an older lady there at that point. That's true. Um, yeah. What were you saying, oh, no, Steve? I, Sorry. I, no, nothing. I just did that. that, that. Um, it's, it's a bad joke about her getting double teamed by the president. So I, you know, let's just not even do it. Sure, let's put this car in drive and go right up to the White House. Then, <laughs> well, that's exactly exactly. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a threesome with two ex presidents. Well, right ahead, Rita. You've worked here 30 years. You've earned your right. Uh, so they go in and they're like, "How are we going to get uh, up to the Oval?" And we see Anne Cusack. Is it, it giving is, a yeah. tour? Uh, which is weird. And so they're sneaking around the White House while like Everett McGill is hunting them down. And like, ladies and gentlemen, people just can't run through the White House. No, they cannot. Well, the idea is like they'll give a tour. And like the weirdest part is like they're giving a tour with all these people that, oh my God, it's presidents. It's these two presidents. And it's like, yeah, well, I'll uh, give you a quicker tour to blah, blah, blah. And like, meanwhile, Everett McGill meets up with another Secret Service and NSA guy. They're like, they're in the White House. Like, no, no, it's fine. The crash site is still secure. We'll just say that they crashed. And that's what happened. We'll just change the time of the crash. These people see them. Like, and yep. Cusack's. Uh, <laughs> is the idea you're going to kill all these well, no, people, no, the, Everett McGill? The idea is is these two guys later on that night are involved in the crash. Well, no, but because later on, like, in like minutes later, yeah. they, they announce via the press that they were killed. That's yeah. Well, that's at the start, at the yeah. start of this whole yeah. shenanigans, Everett McGill says to a Secret Service guy or whoever, like, "Don't worry about it. We'll just change the timeline." I think it's before he knows that they're like yeah, around. They've been seen by people, but then yeah, later it's like they announce like, "Oh, that the helicopter." This is all in the span of like fifteen yeah. minutes wow. at the end of this movie. Can you believe? And they're like, "Oh, it went down," and then it's like, "Well, no." Dude, now they've definitely been no. seen by no, everybody. No, 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 and Cusack. That was just Dana Carvey and Phil Hartman. They were coming to do an <laughs> event for the president today. That would be the workaround, but I cannot believe that us as four podcasters could know a better way to kill presidents than the deep state. <laughs> yeah. Buffoons, all of them. Well, the thing is, Everett, uh, the problem with the last act of this movie is Everett McGill needs to give up the ghost at some point. He has been thwarted a couple of times. And he wants to just kill these fucking presidents. So, I mean, he does eventually confront them in James Gardner's sex tunnels. Mm. Oh, right, because they lock themselves in a guest bedroom, and then it's like, oh, the Kennedy door. Here well, we go. Uh, to, to be fair, they're not James Gardner's uh, 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 sex stairs or sex room. It's Kennedy's. He just had it refit. Well, yeah, he used it for sure. I mean, he mentions yes. that he stooped a few ladies down there. Uh <laughs> Which is so weird. The funniest thing about like this Kennedy door, you know, such as it is, like uh, when they come out the other side of it, it's just like on the street right in front of the White yes. House. Like anybody would see John Kennedy <laughs> coming out of that thing. What is he doing? Well, I think the I'm idea just is an go- Irish businessman. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, uh, or uh, I'm selling my wares in front of the White House. <laughs> no, I think the idea is the cocktail waitress goes in. And then gets into that bedroom. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can uh, see yourself out. <laughs> right, which is, again, you're totally right. But, like, still, it's a door that's opening on, like, 
right in front of the White yes. House. Like people I, would still see it's, it. I mean, it's the script trick for everything. Like even like murder at sixteen hundred. It's like a weird way you get in, and it's always the Kennedy Tunnel. It's always like the fuck <laughs> yeah. tunnel. It, it, it can't be just like, oh, yeah, we just have a secret pathway for the president because it's the president. JFK it's, was know, down there digging tunnels. I get that, you know, he was a famous philanderer or fuck Marilyn Monroe, that whole hmm. thing. That's totally fine. But for just once in one of these presidential related movies, I would love for someone to be like, Oh, yeah, that uh, secret compartment over there, that's what uh, Gerald Ford used to have uh, hookers come in and they blew him constantly. <laughs> like, it's always Kennedy, yeah. but it's like, come on, other people are getting sucked yeah, off. Yeah, subvert expectation with that. Yeah, that's, uh, totally. that's the Andrew Jackson door. He used to get pegged constantly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there, is, there is a total 96 joke in these tunnels where, like, James Gardner, I think, says that, like, Oh, this Tanner guy, Everett McGill, who's after us, is such a psychotic lunatic. Why is he in the NSA? He should be in the uh, post office. Oh, yeah. Oh, oof. That's oof. about as 90s as it can get, huh? Yeah. I just wiped sweat off my brow from that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there's a great thing that, like, they, they dodge Everett McGill in the tunnel because Jack Lemmon is holding a rapier that he got from somewhere. Yes. And he slices Everett McGill's hand, and then James Garner punches him out, and his head, like, hits a pipe or something. It's pretty great. Dude, yeah, it's, it's they the killed sword. your friend Charlie Reynolds. You got to take this guy's heart out. You're a president. You can do that. <laughs> you could, yeah, you definitely could kill with <laughs> impunity. But he got the sword when they open up the passageway because it was wallpapered over. Oh, sure. That's I, right. Uh, there is the great line here where James Garner goes, uh, what am I, fucking MacGyver? There's that, and there's also like, oh, I almost, I think, um, what do you call it there? Uh, Lemon's like, oh, geez, I almost fell down the stairs like Gerald Ford. Remember uh, Saturday Night Live? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah if, if we had Jerry Ford with us, he'd be tumbling. A, you know, what a, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. That, see, that's the thing, right? It's like Kennedy gets a fuck tunnel and Ford's <laughs> just falling down the stairs because Chevy Chase did it. God damn it. Well, oh, actually, was... I, I was finger banging in these tunnels, too. <laughs> oh, those I are... used to call my fingers little peanuts. You don't want to. You don't know where these little peanuts go get. Oh, oh, now now I use my little fingers to build houses. But back then, I was fingering everybody. <laughs> I put on some almond brothers and just start. They fingering. used to call me <laughs> Fist Carter. <laughs> Welcome back to the White House, President Fist Carter. <laughs> I mean, if you were gonna have a badass president, I feel like that's yeah. a good one, Fist Carter. <laughs> All right, I got to make sure that my little peanuts have uh, all the little peanut fingernails cut. You know. It's not one, cheating if I'm fingering. That's all I'm saying. One day oh, I was fingering with my little peanut fingers, and I realized each five fingers of these little peanuts can come together and make one giant nut. This got oh, a little, Got a little cum on my peanuts here. Now they're salty peanuts. Oh, my God. That Reagan campaign really roasted my nuts. <laughs> Well, I just don't, I don't think uh, America wants somebody that's a fist carter is all I'll say. You know, I had some. There you go again, trying to fist some waitress. You know, I had some of uh, Carter's peanuts. They're kind of gummy. Oh, gummy. No. 
Oh, he's not a peanut farmer. He's a circus peanut farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Right, mommy? (laughs) And then landslide based on circus peanut. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Landslide. New comedian in the White House. That was fucking hilarious. He won won California. Um, So whatever. They're on horses right here and cut to some of the absolute worst special effects you've Uh, ever seen in uh, your life. Also, cut to funeral. Like, look <laughs> yeah, at these two guys are. on horseback running through the fucking... They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. It's pretty ridiculous. But, I mean, when you're looking at this, like, the shot of the, the two of them that are supposed to be, like, you face forward coming at the camera on horseback, it's stunt doubles, and they've just CGI'd the actors' faces onto these other guys' faces. It is unsettling. It's bad. And, like, it's bad when you see them, like, coming front like it's a tight one. But it's even worse when you get the snipers come in and yes, through the sniper scope, it's like it is jib jabs, total (laughs) jib jabs, like just like head turned almost all the way around. (laughs) Well, some of the sniper stuff is also like stunt double town, like nobody's business. Meanwhile, Everett McGill is talking to he's, he's like. There are two men on the White House that look exactly like the ex-presidents. Shoot them on sight. And like this guy's like, um, I don't know. They look exactly like the ex-presidents. You're sure? He's like, no, they're imposters. Just shoot and murder them. And they're like, well, he said to shoot and murder. I'm like, all right. I guess that's <laughs> And uh, don't you work for the NSA, sir? What are you doing telling the Secret Service? No, no, no. Shoot those imposters. They're Martians, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Like, uh. And then, like, while this is all happening, Dan Aykroyd is on the South Lawn giving some speech about the Netherlands' contributions to the World War II effort. Okay. Which, okay, that's happening. And so, like, it all comes down to whether or not this sniper's going to fucking shoot this dude. Uh, And then, like, we... I didn't piece this together because I wasn't paying attention, but the guy looks and he sees something sticking out of James Garner's pocket. And he realizes that Ever McGill's lying, and they find Ever McGill. This dude fucking shoots him dead, and just goes, "It's the worst oh, yeah. delivery in the yeah. movie." Those are the presidents. <laughs> well, because in the huh. while Dan Aykroyd's giving this speech, it's about like the the, the you know the, the the contributions or whatever. It's like it was about democracy and their writing. It was about honesty and their writing. And I'm like, this movie doesn't need any of this. No. Nope, absolutely not. Especially since uh, I've been told just recently that Lemon shit himself while doing all yes. of this. Oh, yeah. There's, there's oh, a yeah. I unloaded in my pants joke at one point. <laughs> there's also like a, like they get off the horses and he's like, can we go back there? When this is over with, can we go back there and look for my balls? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, bust, they're, they're busted, buddy. They're smoothies. Oh, <laughs> um, so they wind up. They they meet the guy the sniper and then they realize oh it was the one of the the Dorothy that met them that was really friendly it was like I met you over the rainbow and I'm like ah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, so this guy right. was in the gay pride parade in West Virginia yes. and yes. now he's a sniper on the roof of the White House you do the math <laughs> yep just he want <laughs> maybe he, maybe his boyfriend lives out there Eric I don't know I guess I have to do this mental math for some stupid reason yep when the sniper first meets him at the parade he says. Oh my Lord and Taylor! Oh, uh, you know that's just a fun uh, little. I, I just that's just a fun yeah, joke. Very fun. It's very good. That's a joke you would find on Friends, Ooh. Caroline in the City, <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld. Guys, hold on, I'm going to open a window. Yeah, <laughs> air it out, Eric. Uh, there, I mean, and this is when the movie takes way too long. Where it's 
first it's Dan. It's like, oh my god, that they dress down Dan Aykroyd for twenty minutes about the fucking sanctity of the office, and uh, he like tries to yep. weasel his way out of it, and they're like, no, 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 you have to blah blah. You have to resign. That's it, or else you're going to be in the whole office. He does resign, ha, by faking some like heart story or something, which was funny. And uh, imagine a president that was uh, facing uh, impeachment and he resigned. That'd be cool. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know what uh, finally forced Richard Nixon to resign. Steve, What's that? Was uh, everybody else in his party went up to him and said, "Hey, man, when this shit blows sky high, we're not going to defend you in the ah, impeachment trial." I see. So that was, you know, back then you had some motherfuckers walking around with spines and whatnot. Mm. You know, remember balls we talked about a lot on this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> We but, uh, need them. Guts. We need, you need guts. <laughs> guts and balls and every fun part. So <laughs> bring them that's, back. That's the end of the movie, or it should. But then there's this like fucking villain turn from John uh, Hurd, and I'm like, absolutely unnecessary. It's like a, it's it's like nobody cared about this character. Like he had a couple of funny, silly little lines. It was a Dan Quell joke, and like it was like I'm actually the mastermind of all of this, and blah blah. blah. I think like Gardner figures out like who's standing to better. <gasps> John heard the vice president and he's like, you finally figured it out. And I'm like, what? What? There's also around there um, a weird Newt Gingrich joke, possibly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah. Because they're like, well, Dan Aykroyd resigned. And then they're joking like, oh, man. And now President Matthews, Jesus, we should get that guy out of there. And then they're like, well, no, actually, you know, as the 25th Amendment states, then it would fall to the Speaker of the House. And they both go. Yeah. And I was like, was that a Newt joke? <laughs> I mean, fine, because fuck that turd. I mean, but... I guess so, because like, there's the, 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 he's not a character of the movie if he's not. Like, you know, the, we don't know that's the, the, spe- thing. Speaker of the, yep. of the House. That's what made me think yeah. of yeah. it, actually. Um, so then they're like, wait a minute, President Matthews. And they like, and you know, they confront John Hurd, like he's, he's getting ready to address the nation or whatever. And he admits to the whole thing. Uh, and it's, it's a whole, like, we're just going to really hammer home how stupid he is because he's like, if you ask me, this whole thing's been a real coop. Yeah. And they're like, what? And then he goes, it was all just a big facade. Uh. And you're like. All right, everybody. If those credits, <laughs> if those credits could get ready to enter the Oval Office at, any yes, second, yes, at any time, please. But I'll, I do appreciate we get to see uh, a future shot of John Hurd in prison, <laughs> in <laughs> yes. prison orange, being led through this thing, and it former president arrested after office, and it's it like so fingers cathartic. crossed. Yep, absolutely. Because the, um, because Garner taped the conversation they had. So he had evidence against him. Oh, and it, right. And it, yeah, but they hold off it, on it. As and it idea. actually wasn't the crimes that got him put in jail. It's saying facade. <laughs> <laughs> I would believe it, Chris, because I don't think I, I don't. I seriously don't think any past or future or former whatever president will ever be yeah, held to any type oh, of standard no, whatsoever. Fantasy. You might as well believe yeah, in yeah, fucking yeah. Ned Stark. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Never happened. I agree. First with of all, on this one. I do believe in Ned Stark. And I, I, I bet you do. I don't. But I don't believe that will happen ever. <laughs> uh so you know whatever they're driving home in their respective limousines and everything and the secret service agent that's assigned to james garner is like you guys did it all it was so patriotic you did everything you could to help protect this country and james garner looks uh at the little compass that he'd been given by michael pena and he's like well you know what jack not everything and then it's like we just cut to this dumbass ending where the two of them decide that they're going to uh. run 
for president on the same ticket, and we're kvetching about who's going to announce because Jack Lemmon's like, now, now, just let me be clear about this, right? You're going to announce me as president. And you're the VP, right? And because they're both two hundred years old, they're doing it on the back of a train, like FDR. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and they're running is very important, guys. They're running as independents because you uh, know what? Mm-hmm. These Democrats and Republicans are the exact same thing, and they squabble too much. If you ask me, they squabble a bit mm-hmm. too much. I think you're I right do, there, Steve. <laughs> but I do think James Gardner should be on the top of the ticket because he was the one that actually defeated Kramer, Le- Jack Lemon's character. It's exactly. True. It's just the whole notion of like two ex presidents running for president again. It's just bonkers. It's like the Obama like Bush ticket right now on the independent line. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi would put a gun to Obama's head and say, Good morning, Sunday morning, and pull the trigger. <laughs> well, Chris, that oh, would actually... Oh, yeah, LOL, dude. Her fucking getting off her ass to do anything. What are you, crazy? That... There's fucking science fiction. Stole the words right out of my mouth, Andrew. <laughs> the fuck? She would never do well, fucking shit. Yeah, oh, well, Kevin, she's going to fucking no. pull out all the arrows in her quiver. Oh, no, okay. yeah, she didn't help uh, get everybody to drop out. No, that did, definitely didn't help oh, well, any of them. Okay, no, maybe okay. maybe she was involved in that, yeah, but, maybe. man, did she stall that fucking Supreme Court justice, Woo! didn't she? Yeah, well, I mean, stalled it like a bad car. Here's the thing: everyone was afraid of getting the McConnell virus, so they wanted to get out as soon as possible. Whatever that is. (laughs) When you apparently your body turns into black hell ash or whatever's (laughs) going on. Dude, he looks like a villain in Constantine. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck's going on with that guy. Uh, yeah, I owe my buddy John Constantine a favor. <laughs> and I- oh, no, now I'm being eaten by pigs. Fingers <laughs> uh, crossed. Gavin Rossdale, can you give me another year? <laughs> Please, give me another year. Give oh, my dark gl- master, my dark master, Gavin Rossdale. <laughs> give me that glycerine. <laughs> I want one of your machine heads. Uh, please don't put me inside the razor blade suitcase. <laughs> oh, all of that would be great. You know, Mitch McCall's uh, finger looking good. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, oh, you um, know, Gavaros, there's a couple of greedy flies circling my head. <laughs> I think they're going to come and get me. The, the donor class. <laughs> Watch out, Kevin Rossdale. I sure don't want to come back down from this cloud. <laughs> Listen, I don't... Oh, no, I, I got nothing. Damn it. Oh, no, you're mixing them up with silver yeah. chair lyrics? <laughs> Very possibly. Are we going to the neon ballroom? <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, that's the thing, though. I don't know what this movie is trying to say. And it could be fine if it's just saying nothing. But is it trying to say something here or I, not? I, I don't I, know. I think it's that West Wing garbage yep. where it's like... You know, if everyone could just get out of the way with their idealisms and or ideas at all, two fucking middle milk toast people could really run this country, I guess, is the idea. <laughs> that's my that's my that's my guess. Two two people that everybody considers old losers at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. What uh, timeline would you rather live in, though? This universe or the My Fellow Americans universe? My fellow Americans. My fellow Americans for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thanks. I guess I have to, yeah. 
I guess the thing though is like the movie doesn't say whether or not this venture actually wins them the presidency. It'd be funny if they fucking lost in a landslide. <laughs> they probably would. I mean, because you said, I mean, Andrew, you had said it's like uh, Bush and um, what do you call it? Bush and Obama running together. I don't think so. It's more like I don't know. It's like Dole and fucking I, you know I, maybe Carter. Like it's just like two people who are one term losers. It's H W and Carter. That's who it would be. Yes, exactly. That's there's your one term. Well, well that's why they would definitely be defeated. Lemon and fucking uh, Garner would definitely be defeated because who's running against them? That's right, President Defoe. <laughs> Hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to my vice president, James Gandolfini. Ooh, dude, a Defoe yeah, Gandolfini uh... ticket. Ooh, and I also like in this universe, James Gandolfini is alive, oh, yes. thus making it the more superior universe. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You're totally right there, man. Uh, we could use that guy right now. I'll tell you what. Uh, fuck. Well, that's the end of this movie. Uh, would anybody recommend this uh, motion picture, Steve Sadak, on election day? We're uh, doing this show here. What do you have to say about my fellow Americans? I would not recommend it. Um, I think it just. I mean, look. I I, I think I might be in a minority here just because I'm. Uh, I, I don't have the nostalgic glasses. Again, first and only time I saw it last night. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Tommy Boy, and I just kind of wish I was watching Tommy Boy and or. Mm-hmm. You know, grumpy old men. Like it, it is a very regular movie, which I enjoyed. It's a very you know creaky, just kind of like you can you can not pay attention to it too much and really kind of still enjoy yourself. Sort of overall, I just don't think the chemistry between Matthau and Lemon work. I think they don't really figure out what their characters are sharply you mean Gardner. enough. Oh, sorry, yeah, of course, Garner, <laughs> Garner and Matthau, Garner Lemon work. I don't, I don't think the <laughs> characters are sharply drawn enough to make the comedy work either. Uh, Chris Cabin. Uh, I mean, everything that Steve said is true. Uh, you know, and at I saw this at 13 years old, and like, you're just a bug person at 13 years old. Like, you're not really a person yet, and sure. like, therefore, sh- you will want just sugar water, and that's what this is. It's just sugar water. Like, it's too sweet. Uh, and then when it decides to get dark, it makes no sense. But I also <laughs> have to kind of say. You should see it just because I've seen this movie so many fucking times. I can't really yeah. say no to you checking it out because I, I as a kid, I, like my red, the, the red ass, I actually said that to my father once or twice. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, shit. So this, and he was like, how dare you talk to me like they do in that movie I stole from Columbia House. <laughs> did you get that checked out, Chris? I did. It was a, it was a popple. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, a polyp. Yeah. Yeah, not a no, popple. No, no. <laughs> My lord, if you had a popple grown on your ass, dude, Jesus that I'd Christ. That'd be dead today. <laughs> uh, Eric Siska? Um, I feel like it's innocuous enough that I could see it as a good, like, um, like hangover movie comedy type of thing to watch in the morning. But otherwise, I actually would not recommend it, despite seeing it when I was a bug person as well, but not as much <laughs> as you uh, fellow podcasters. Um, I just found it a little tedious, and I think Mathau maybe could have stepped that up for me. So ultimately, it's a, it's kind of a, a light no for me. I would definitely say maybe a hangover situation, but I just don't think it delivers, or at least it didn't deliver as much as it did in 1997 when I probably watched it on television. Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, I think at this point, after like talking it through with you guys, I, I mean, to Chris's point, yeah, I've seen this movie probably 20 times uh so i do have that nostalgia for it although steve something you said really rang true though and how much this movie feels like tommy boy obviously uh peter siegel directed both of those movies but also funny enough though 
Tommy Boy, another movie featuring Dan Aykroyd yes. in a bad third act. Yes, well, they're trying, they're rushing to get to Dan Aykroyd. That, that's the craziest part yep. of this whole movie. I'm like, this is fucking Tommy Boy. Totally, and, and I hadn't yeah. thought of that. And no one's and ever rushed to Dan Aykroyd. Never. <laughs> Not once. No. Except for fucking Bixby's Liquor Warehouse in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, you know, I think it's a hangover comedy situation, totally viable here. Uh, again, you know, I, it's weird. I don't know that it's, they're not gay panic jokes. They're just bad gay exactly. jokes that just should not be yeah. here. Those I didn't remember from the movie, and those really kind of stuck out like, a, oh, Jesus, okay. Um, although, you know, a gay man is the hero of the sure. film in a way, so do with that what you will. Uh, but I think the more you guys talked about, like, Garner not really being a shoe that fits here. I think I do kind of agree with that after all. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like we said, if it was Mathau, it wouldn't really work as like a pseudo Clinton kind of figure because, my God, who wants to Go see that? Go over my balls! <laughs> that darling! <laughs> yeah. That's what the guy exactly. Grand Central said to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, we should mention also just, like, it is points for Wilfred Brimley in this movie. I think Brimley is kind of funny yeah. here, yeah. Well, uh, that, being weird, weird old man CIA guy. But, it's, you know, it's a 2.5 on the Brimley scale. That's the problem out of 10, I think. You need, you need, yeah. more, you need more of our buddy here. That's actually true. Uh, but as we continue celebrating Brimsgiving, uh, we have a lot of Wilfred Brimley-related content uh, coming up. So if you want more We Hate Movies, of course, check out patreon.com slash wehatemovies. A lot of bonus content up there. We're going to have a WLM uh, featuring Wilfred Brimley in it. Uh, any, of, any of the bonus things featuring Brimley otherwise? Oh, the Gleep Glossary a little bit, yes, right, Yes, on the Gleep Glossary, we are talking about Sindel Tawani, which gives us kind of a rehash of the battle for Andor, which, of course, Wilfred Brimley is Noah in, and we do mention him on that episode. It's already recorded. It is a lot of fun, and it'll be coming out shortly. And, and the AD is on the Brimley Bears, correct, Steve? <laughs> I think we're going to do Ewok, an episode man. of the Ewoks. Yes, yes, we'll do some episode of the Ewoks. And the, he's not in it, neither is his character, but I'm sure we'll do a bad Wilford and Brimley impression just to stay on theme, guys. Yeah. But yes, We'll find a way to shoehorn it in, yeah. Warwick, <laughs> Warwick, Wicked W. Warwick. I, damn it, I hate that they named that Ewok that big of a name. Uh, War, you know, <laughs> Wicked the Ewok, whatever. Him right. and Deej and, and certain other uh, of those furry bears from Endor are in the Ewoks cartoon. So it obviously takes place within the same continuity of the Ewok adventure and the Battle for Endor, which starred Wilfred Brimley. And also not Wilfred Brimley. And we don't know if his character is going to show up in it, but we are doing the Mandalorian half hour has launched already. And we're oh, going to be yeah. going through that each and every week as those episodes release on Disney Plus on the $8 level. So you want to get on on that because those are awesome. Absolutely, Steve. Good call. Completely forgot about Mando. Uh, now, as always here on We Hate Movies, the show rolls on next Tuesday. We got ourselves a brand new piping hot Wilfred Brimley related episode. Steve, what are we talking about next? We week? are talking about 10 to Midnight, uh, which is a Charles Ooh. Bronson joint. Which I believe our friend Wilford Brimley is in. He is indeed, and we're going to have a special guest on for that episode too. I'm excited, mm-hmm. and I don't think we mentioned the "We Love Movies" episode this month. I mean, it might be "We Like Movies." I don't know what the room feels like, um, but it's the China Syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's right, Michael Douglas and Jane Fonda and Wilford Brimley himself in that movie. Uh, great so- pseudo environmental thriller. 
uh, that I just watched today and I really loved. So uh, that's on WLM next week, 10 to midnight. Uh, Charles Bronson. I've never seen it, by the Ooh, way. I have not seen this treat. movie. Oh wow, yeah, it's 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 quite something. I w- I'll mention real quick that I was a guest earlier this year on the Kill by Kill podcast, and we talked about Ten to Midnight. So if you want even more Ooh. Ten to Midnight, there we go, man. Uh, so until next week with Ten to Midnight, I'm Andrew Jupin, Stephen Sadak, Eric Siska, Chris Cabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.